And we're back. I'm James. This is the Greatest Man Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. I'm Kyle. I'm Brad. Hey, James. What do you think of the game this weekend? It was all right. Just all right? (laughs) Is that a nice way of saying kind of a bummer? Yeah. Yeah? Did anything good happen this weekend? That we got the first touchdown in only one minute and nine seconds in the game. Good call. Is that the first time all year we've scored on the first drive? Yes. All right. All right. Hey, James. Hmm? Who is the better team, the 49ers or the Oakland Raiders record-wise right now? Think about it. One's 3-3 three and three, and one is 6-0. and oh. What do you think? <laughs> Just staring at the computer screen. The answer is the Niners. Does that shock you? Yes, because it's the Oakland Raiders. Boo! All right, Boo. that was James. <laughs> and away he goes. Boo, Detroit Lions. Boo, hey. Detroit Lions. <laughs> I'll live with that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we'll take that. Okay. All right, so uh, you heard correctly. Um, uh, first of all, Luke is not here tonight. Yes. Um, he and his girlfriend are off Yoko Onoing in Shelby. <laughs> so we are uh, we're paying attention. In the meantime... We have quality replacements. Yeah, uh, Luke might be done. I don't know. Yeah, don't watch know. it, Luke. I don't know. So we have a recovering uh, journalist turned tech guru Kyle Sample with us because we decided there aren't enough people who hate us on Egris already. Let's bring Sample in too. So welcome, Kyle. And we have uh, Egris' second favorite moderator, <laughs> Mr. Titleist himself, Brad Reed. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's high praise, number two. High praise. Yeah, I don't know if you want to be number two on Egris. <laughs> I think we've got a lot of people that are number two on Egris, though, so <laughs> it's kind of like a shared trophy, isn't it? That's why Kyle and I are sitting on the same side of the table. <laughs> it is cute. It is cute. Um, Brad also writes the uh, quad shot for Egris and um, Any Given Saturday, correct? Correct. All right. Okay. And you do some University of Wyoming stuff, too, right? I do a lot of University of Wyoming stuff. We if, may- I'm gonna, if I'm going to pay my student loans there, I should probably, you know, give a hat tip. Right. You still got those? <laughs> I'm a millennial, Kyle. <laughs> that may come up later. <laughs> well, and we also need to point out, we have classed the fuck out of this GrizzFam podcast because we are currently drinking a 2017 something or other. Yeah, Sample brought wine. What are we drinking here? It's called La Vie Ferme. I like to call it chicken wine because it has a chicken on it. <laughs> it's got a chicken on it. <laughs> We're drinking chicken wine, guys. Don't worry. Uh, uh, Brad brought uh, Mine Hayes, an IPA, and uh, we've got some Hellgate honey as well. But uh, we started with the wine, because why not? This is France at its best, Mike. France at its Twist best. Twist top, chickens. That just says France. <laughs> to be fair, though, if Luke was here, you know, we'd be drinking wine out of a shoddy box. So I, I think this is the classy move for classy guys. Fair. This is the classy podcast. <laughs> so we don't really need to talk about Saturday night, do we? I Brad, mean, why don't you tell us what you did this weekend? Yeah. How was your weekend, Brad? I went to a wedding and dressed as Batman because it was a masquerade ball. It was awesome. For the wedding? Yeah. Like, Well, I had a tux on, but I had a Batman mask too. Okay, okay. Um. So Kyle... Who had the better weekend? Those of us who got to watch the Grizz game or Brad who had to dress as Batman for a wedding? I'm not sure Brad ever has the better weekend. 
I'd be insulted by that, but it's true. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So, um, yeah, Grizz, uh, Grizz went to California and waited until 7 p.m. Mountain Time to have things maybe not go their way a little bit. Not really, not really. It opened great, like... Jerry Louis McGee right to the house. Bobby takes the ball right out the gate, which is kind of not his style. No. And first possession, it's looking like it could be something fun. You know, Jerry, like three plays and uh, what was the what was the sixty four yard run for Jerry? And it's looking good. But then uh, you know the defense had to take the field and kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, I mean Kevin Thompson, you know, one of Coach Houck's many uh, FCS QBs at UNLV. Um, had had a hell of a game. Six touchdowns, FCS National Player of the Week, Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Um, were you guys surprised by him? What do you think? If you saw Thompson play last week, I mean, he was very good last week against Montana State, and he kind of kept it rolling against the Grizz. So I I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't I wasn't surprised either. I mean, those are prolific numbers, but uh, he's kind of been doing that since. Every time he gets to play, like if you look at his efficiency, the guy never turns the ball over. He he creates plays. I mean, he, he can be used on a ton of different ways. And Troy Taylor is like a genius. He uses those quarterbacks the same way he uses the quarterbacks at Eastern Washington. Yeah. And um, so, no real surprise that that uh, Thompson was able to do that. I think I felt like going into this game. It seemed to me like we had a two man race for early Big Sky MVP on offense between Snead and Thompson and. Thompson ran away with it, obviously. I, I You know, Snead got hurt, but before Snead got hurt, Thompson was just outplaying Dalton that night in every level of the game. So let's talk about that for a second because Brad mentioned MSU the week before. So before yeah. we get into maybe what went right and what went wrong with the Grizz-Sac State game, let's give some credit to Sac State. So they beat, yeah. in the last three weeks, they beat ranked Eastern Washington, ranked Montana State, and ranked Montana. And I was thinking, and maybe Kyle, you've been you've been following the Big Sky for a long time and, and covered it for a while. Um, I can't think of a time where a team has beat three consecutive ranked Big Sky teams in conference like that. I mean, can you think of any time where that might even be the case? Um, no, especially not from the underdog. Uh, when you when you are the underdog in every single game that they that's played, a good point too. They're underdog. I, I don't three, think yeah. that I I can't think of anything anything like that. And just to go back even further, the week before they beat Eastern, they were tied it in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. And like two weeks before that, they were down twelve to seven to Arizona, Arizona State, State, which yeah. is which like up until one, this week yeah. was a top fifteen mm-hmm. FBS team. So yeah. like I mean, it's not just those three weeks which I tried to convince my dad of, who kept telling me, I'm not sure they're this good. Well, it's because we're, it, we're they are conditioned. That, they are yeah. this good. Like they, they, I mean, you just don't have – you don't stumble upon those three weeks and win so decisively if you're not that good. It's funny because going into the week, I think that the, the thought was by some Grizz fans and, and, and maybe even a little bit on the pod last week that, yeah, I mean, they've had an awesome start, but until they do it to us, we're not convinced. Well – <laughs> we're convinced they did it to us well and, <clears throat> yeah as you know sacramento state's been our kicking post for many years because who kicks a post 
<laughs> this is only the second time they've ever beat us. Yes, the first under Flugrad, right? Yep, in 2011. 2011. We should talk yeah. about. So, you know, we've frequently as fans kicked Sacramento State because they're terrible at everything. But they had 15,000 fans at this game. Yeah. Like, that might be a record for them. <laughs> Probably. I have is. to think that Sacramento's a sleeping giant. Like, if they could get some positive momentum, you know, I mean, why not? Although you would say the same thing about Portland State, given where they're located, and nobody gives a damn. So I think the thing is there that just nobody cares. Yeah. Like, 15,000 sounds like a lot of people, but you're in Sacramento. It's not. I mean, it's really not that many people when you mm-hmm. think of the scope of it. So, like, they sound like they could be a sleeping giant because you could tap into, like, a bigger market. But then when you're there and you're a player, you go around and you don't see anything about the Hornets. Like, you just don't ever see any green or gold. So, I don't know. Well, and isn't UC Davis only a few miles up the road from it's, Sacramento? It's about 25 miles down the you, road. We yeah. talked about this last week. They stayed. It was the same road trip for the Grizz. They just went the different direction from the hotel they stayed at. Yeah. So, <laughs> same flight, same, yeah. Yeah, same everything. Yeah. Um, you know, um, our buddy Coulter Nuana of Skyline Sports, ESPN Radio, said that um, Sac State's always had the talent They've just never had the coaching staff put it together in a time when they didn't have injuries. And Jody Sears did it two years ago. I mean, they kind of made a quick run and got close. And then last year they were just decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that D-line, I think it's the most talented D-line we have seen all year. And I, I'm kind of putting Oregon into that. Yeah, they've got two. I mean, I, I bet uh, Obina 99 and uh, I'm blanking out 95's name, but those two guys probably have some professional aspirations in them. And, I mean, how much has Sac State got, a, got another year or multiple years? I think they had three or four guys come back, and they're all mostly impact players. The crazy thing is, is Thompson's a junior since yep. he got two years. Dotson's a junior. Those receivers who – who just slice and dice us. They're like juniors and sophomores. Now that D line is a bunch of seniors. Good. Cause that's a big <laughs> part of it. But I mean, sack showed in that game that having a good pass rush can cover up some of those deficiencies in the secondary, because going into that game, I don't think their safeties or corners or anything special. Um, I still don't, but, but their D line is so disruptive and it, it blew our game up. Like you could tell Sneed was just, never comfortable the whole game. It's the first game we've not seen him comfortable the whole game this year. I was going to say, it reminded me a little bit of the first half of last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, you know, he knew he was going to get pounded every game, and he knew it was coming. So last week, as we signed off the show, we talked about how we shouldn't overreact if the Grizz lost. So, guys, why shouldn't we overreact to what we just saw this weekend? Or should we? Well... I, I don't think we should overreact at all. There's still five five games left in this season, something like that, and all very winnable games. I mean, Portland State, I think, will probably give us a tussle, but I see no reason why the Grizz still can't even win the conference at this point. It's still out there. I mean, so you the, look- the hopes of having a outright Grizzly championship are probably gone, but it's still out there. Although I have this, like, really weird feeling that, like, maybe Sacramento State, like, will have, like – a Grizz hangover of some sort and lose the rest of the season. Like, I feel like that that possibility is also on the table. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that, but Kyle, I want to get your take on the reaction. I'm not even sure why Bobby Houck still has a job. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Hot take. Hashtag. Hot take. Uh, Before anybody tears us apart, Kyle speaks for himself, and he's a guest here. Isn't Robin Flugrad back in coaching? Oh, boy. And Brad's a guest here, too. I'm starting to regret this. Hey, Bob Stitt's still coaching, too, you know. I've... Yeah, I found that out. Uh, I would take Bobby over everybody you guys just mentioned. (laughs) I've just been watching a lot of Get Up on ESPN, and I just need to fire away some hot takes because that's that's just what happens. Uh, No, I don't think we should overreact. One, because I think I overreacted once uh, the Grizz demolished uh, UC Davis and then followed up with Idaho State and did so and such like, dominant fashion that i was like oh we are back like we are we're among the upper echelon right Mm -hmm. but if you think about it we hadn't really played anybody other than uc davis davis is somebody like and and we'll talk about that but uh so that's the only team we played and like that was very impressive but i don't know i think we are who we are we're a playoff team Mm -hmm. i don't think we're a national championship contender i think sacramento state is and I don't think it's a bad thing to go on the road and face them when they are rolling like maybe like we just discussed, maybe no team in recent Big Sky history has, no. and no. kind of get our asses handed to us. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, there's a history of, of how teams on certain seasons, like having a loss that was kind of a punch in the gut and then the team responding. And we hoped last year that that was going to happen, but it was just they were young and whatever. I think that there's a lot of fans, a lot of Grizz fans, and a lot of other fans in the Big Sky, Cat fans, I am talking to you, that – probably need to recognize that the Grizz can be significantly improved over where they were last year and also not as good as maybe we thought they were you know I think that we we just saw all these improvements and put it together and like the you know, mile oh. high. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But and you know I think <clears throat> I mean it's a like I don't think any fan, though, objectively can say, can look at 2018's team and 2019's team and say, oh, these are the same two types of teams. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, and so it's it's very obvious that 2019 is doing a lot of things better. But we talked about this going into the season, and it's something where um, you know, the record might not entirely reflect it, but um, I, th- I think this is something I think, uh, I can't remember where I put it, but it's like, at this point right now, every, a lot of people projected we'd lose to South Dakota, we'd lose to Davis, <clears throat> but we would beat Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of plus one on the general projections. So we're still ahead of where most people even expected us to be at this point in the season. And and I maintain that, and we talked about this early in the season, yeah, we've got a tough rest of the schedule, but our toughest games are at home. Yeah. And and I will I'm the caveat that I, I throw out where the home team is for the Cat Grizz game anymore because it doesn't seem to matter. Um, and that's a different different game. But I would much rather have Weber and Eastern Washington at home mm. and Portland State on the road yeah. than vice versa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just lost a game that just dropped us to the number 10 team in the nation. Yeah. So, like, we're still top 10, which three years ago would have been. It was out of the question, right? Of, like, we were not. Five. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. were not anywhere near where we are now. Like, clearly the coaching has gotten something out of this team that we didn't have three years ago. And, like. We're top ten in the nation, so let's just let's chill. The we're okay. Out. We're okay. So, what do you think? What do you think got exposed this weekend? I mean, I obviously have thoughts. Uh, I think I, I actually think it's amazing that it took to this weekend for it to really come to the forefront, and that's uh, the backside of our our secondary. Like, if you get our safeties and you force them to cover down the field, 
we're just going to get we're going to get torched like it happened we i think we've seen it um a lot and it just happened a lot this week so do you guys think that's a product of the the system i mean we're running a 335 and part of that is because we you know part, part of that's i said we when they came in like the talent on the roster just fit that better and we're deeper at safety than we are at a lot of other positions and i think that we have two guys busting their ass playing cornerback who are doing um doing above average jobs but i also think they're two guys that were starting receivers you know i mean justin calhoun led the team in receiving his freshman year didn't he i believe so so you know you, you have to wonder if if we had even one shutdown cornerback there, how much that changes thing changes things. Cause I think we've got a lot of guys that if everything goes right, they can do it. And and I rewatched the game and honestly, there were a couple freaking Sac State catches where Darian Nash especially was right where he needed to be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. these guys just made freak catches. They had like two they had two one handed grabs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like so I kind of want to get into that, not to take anything away, because Sac State beat us. They lined up and beat us, and we didn't show up. They shut us down. They disrupted us. But there are some things that happened that say, man, there were some swings in this game where if we played them again, I'm not saying the Grizz beat them, but I also don't know that it's going to be the beatdown that it was. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Brad, do you want to weigh in on that? Brad, you've been very <laughs> quiet over there. I was going to say, you know, the three-three-five <laughs> offense, if I remember defense, correct, defense. defense yeah. offense. Maybe there's a reason you've been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one half a glass of wine is having a chicken, chicken wine. Chicken wine. Your brain up, dude. Uh, if I remember right, San Diego State's defense is also a three-three-five. Correct. And they're one of the top defenses in FBS right now. Mm-hmm. Last I, when they played Wyoming a couple weeks ago, they were the number one rush defense in the country, giving up like forty-five yards a game. So I think the philosophy of a three-three-five can work. Yeah. Well, but you know you need obviously parts in place, mm-hmm. and so, it's got to go right. Oh, we had a comment. Yeah. We had a comment given to us by a fellow QB Clover tonight. That said, um, we have a whole bunch of strong safeties, but we don't have we don't have a free safety in that defense. And it's like we don't have that rangy Shan Schillinger type of safety, and that's not the only problem. But it's like you've got you've got Robbie, you've got Sandry, you've got Robertson, and all those guys are playing like the run support safety, and they're all good in their own right. And they're very good. It's, it's not, it's, but it's like a like when we have three or four touchdowns, right? Where safety's chasing a guy mm-hmm. and he's over the top so i mean it, it's the nature of the player a little bit as well too because i think we've got three guys that we love and run support <laughs> and we love against teams that can't spread you out too much and, and have the safeties and a lot of single coverage but i mean we even saw this against idaho state it was like the the idaho state when they were doing the rpo before struck really got smacked and then kind of fell apart but when they were doing the rpo and our safeties had to cover slot guys it was it was a bad matchup. That's how they got out ahead of us. So um, I don't know. That, I think that seems to be the biggest weakness is I mean just that pass coverage. And I think like we talked about too, like Sac State showed, we just don't have a guy that gets the QB. Mm. We don't have a dude that like isn't. But a three three five. The trick is is it seems like, and this is the thing we looked at this last year, right? Mm-hmm. Where we went and pulled up San Diego State's. Do they have a D lineman with big sack? tackle for lost numbers and they don't because it's the linebackers mm-hmm. that like and look at Dante and Jace they had 
17 and 16 tackles between them in the game. Like, this defense seems to be designed for the two interior backers to just feast. And and all in all, against the run, they weren't bad. No, they were great. Yeah. But for this to really work, you need a nose tackle that's going to eat up the guard in the center just to free those guys up. And And we're just super young there. That's a redshirt. We're rotating two redshirt freshmen. Right. Right? Governor and Alford. And, I mean, they're having moments. Yeah. Oh, they are. It's And that's the thing. It's like... We had all these positions where you're really concerned about, like, how's O-line going to be, how's corners going to be, and how's D-line going to be. And you feel like O-line's doing its job okay, although the Sac State game was a little rough. But um, D-line is that one still. It seems to be lagging behind the two. But it's that reminder of, I mean, we are we on both lines are so much better than we were last year, but there's still room to grow. Yeah. And, you know, probably just a reminder that we're getting there, but we're not quite there. Yep, and that was because, like, they talked about – and I think you see it kind of in the run defense numbers. Like, last year, so Bobby told us this, was that, you know, our three starting D linemen were essentially three DTs, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was like you had Tillman – you had uh, who's the big guy from Maryland? What was his name? Shaw. 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 And you the had worm Sims. farmer. What's that? The worm farmer. <laughs> <laughs> we got worms, <laughs> so we're gonna call it. <laughs> and I mean, so now we add athleticism and and, and a little bit more speed and things like that. But um, you know, it, and it'll come along. I don't think anyone thinks Governor Alford, uh, and then like um, um, Deming and. Um, and some of these other guys are bad players. It's just they're young. Yeah. I will say, and, and I mean, I think some things happened and going back to like, are there things that the team can learn from it and stuff like that? It's like there were some swings, some fluke stuff that shouldn't have happened. I yep. still don't understand how that interception before half isn't reviewed. It hit the ground. I, mean, I just, I do not <laughs> understand what the point of having instant replay is. And I know they're, quote, supposed to confirm every turnover but there's no way that that guy looked at enough angles in the time that they did i mean at that point in the game on a fluky thing where it's like the it, it hit it the hit, ground yeah it hit the ground how they don't review that but I anyway mean, I sean, sean rainey with a telephoto lens standing in the back of the end zone was able to shoot it mm-hmm. i mean it's like come it, on some, just take some, a look at it some <laughs> guy said to me well it's the same as when it hits off a helmet nobody had control no, no, it's it not. hit, the, hit ground. the ground. It hit the Dude, ground. That's a dead ball. Well, and, and that's my it's thing is, with. like, even if it didn't, you still need to stop the game and review that. Yeah. I mean, like, a, well, it's a turnover. It yeah. has to be reviewed by definition. Yeah, and it's like to say that, well, they reviewed it and confirmed it. No, it's like you owe an, you owe a stoppage to that. Like, to it, that, that was so not cut and dry. I do not understand. I guess I I do understand. I understand that the Big Site Conference needs to either get instant replay consistent or get rid of it. And you go to these, like, and we saw this last year when they went to the Cal Poly, right? Mm-hmm. Remember how terrible the broadcast of that game was? Awful. We watched I the mean, scoreboard. We watched the scoreboard. <laughs> how many cameras have, are on are on these crews? Mm-hmm. So how many shots are you getting when you're on replay? That, I bet like, there's you're two. Not, you're not getting very many angles. At, at Sac State and Poly. So, that was so like, two. And the one on the one end zone was the feed that kept cutting out. So it's like, I mean, really the big sky should step in and do something. And, I mean... I don't know how many of these programs can like afford these things, but you kind of have to force it to happen. You forced everybody to get lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. good point. And and frankly, getting lights is a lot more expensive than than saying here's the baseline expectation. You will have four qu- cameras of this quality. You can have people operate them. We don't care if your your play by play is crap, but you have to have a feed above X. Yeah. Because what what's even ridiculous is the CW 
in Sacramento won the TV rights to that game. So the SWX was picking up mm-hmm. California CW feed. Yeah. And the feed wasn't even good enough to fucking get to Montana half the time. Well, guys, <laughs> the wind stopped blowing. I mean... You can't run the TV if the yeah. wind stops blowing. The, the, jet the president's laid this out for us. It's all science. Jet streams. <laughs> it's so, so anyway, that, that kind of got me off on a, on so a side tangent is, here. But, is uh, replay okay. in FCS, is it... Is it a by conference rule? Or it's is a by conference rule because remember, Cal Poly beat Sacks, uh, uh, San Diego, and on a very controversial ending where oh, yeah. San Diego no, player, uh, not Cal Davis. Poly, UC Davis. Cal Poly, beat San Diego. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So UC Davis beat San Diego, where a San Diego player extends the ball, mm-hmm. and from the the press box angle, looks like is hit, fumbles, recovered, touchback, game over. Uh, sideline angle shows that he probably broke the plane, but the Pioneer Conference doesn't have instant replay. They opted no instant replay. We're broke as fuck as it is. So to be fair, the Pioneer nothing. Conference is high school football glorified. <laughs> Except so. San Diego has more recent playoff wins than Montana <laughs> by two. <laughs> Not so, one, but two. I don't. I don't. Uh, this isn't like a definitive source because <clears throat> it's SB Nation. So, mm-hmm. but they are. I, I did Google if. Because we NFL all turnovers are reviewable. Mm-hmm. This doesn't say that everything is mandatorily a review mm-hmm. in college. <clears throat> what this says is that every game has a head replay official with a crew. The NCAA rules say they have to review every play of the game, and that official makes the call on what they deem is reviewable. It doesn't say turnover. Check it every time. Check it every time. Check it every time. Now, this is uh, you know, SB Nation, right? That's well, I will like tell you just from fair. where I sit in the north end zone, we're always by the replay guy. Yeah. And you could see on turnovers and touchdowns, the head ref will look over at him just and he'll the, stand okay. there okay. until he puts up a thumb. And I've always assumed that meant that the replay guy's like, "Okay, we're good." So, even on that baseline, the guy didn't give enough time. Like that should have been reviewed. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 does he yeah, does he ever pull the John McCain and he just kind of stands there with his fist stands and stands there with his like, fist and then waits just for it? Waits and then, and then pops it. Yeah, no? it's very melodramatic. You guys are all going to look for it this weekend. <laughs> I find Mike Nugent in the crowd just to see which player he's yelling at. So, Case Cougas. Uh, Case Cougas. Yeah. Specifically, you know who else likes to find me in the crowd anymore and then make fun of me for it? Uh, Senator Tester. Oh, he knows where I sit. And he he was uh, making fun of my white uh, slicker in the rain last week. So anyway, is what it is. Uh, fan of the pod. Just putting that out there. At least he's never going to give you the bird. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, oof. Um, so oh, he's a fan of the here. pod, Brad. He's a fan, he's a fan of, the pod. of the pod. I'm a fan of the tester too. Yeah, you know, and we're, John we're probably laugh at that. We are, we are, uh, <laughs> equal opportunity. So if any Dane staffers want to let us know they're fans of the pod, we'll welcome you. Um, guy on Egris did some, some research. So I'm going to give him credit. U of M man, one, one, two, two. And, um, the reason I, he, he definitely put some effort into this, so he I didn't did, want to yeah, steal no. it. Yeah. But he pointed out that so far the Grizzlies have played the number four, the number 12, the number 23, the number 29, the number 32, and the number 33 pass offenses. Wow. Remaining, we have the number nine, Eastern. the number 46, number 66, number 96, and number 113. Yeah. I, think, I think that we're set up like this Eastern game. I think I was texting you guys like right afterwards. That I still think we can beat them, mm-hmm. even without Dalton. And there was some skepticism, 
rightfully so because mm-hmm. of what we just discussed with yep. our secondary. Um, but after this, like, I mean, we're so set up for that that stretch. Like, I mean, I don't know. Montana State hasn't scared me for a second all year because of no. the way we match up with them. Yeah, it just, I mean, it's like obviously we've got weaknesses and they were exposed, but I don't think we will find an offense that was as on as UC Dave or as Sacramento was this weekend. I mean, uh, and Sacramento presented a, a matchup. <clears throat> I mean, pass catching running backs mm-hmm. than no one else. And, it, you know, Eastern's back catches for a little bit, but Sac's leading receivers are running back. Yep. Like, and he went they, over 100 yards. They just do things differently there. And, <clears throat> uh, and like that wheel route touchdown that pretty much ended all hopes. You know who was guarding him? Yeah. Ryder Rice. Ryder Rice. Defensive end. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like that's a, the thing that Troy Taylor does so well is he just creates matchups. He yeah. just Mismatch, finds yeah. where you where he can get you, and he just <sighs> creates those. And... But I also think that Troy Taylor put so many things out there on film now that other teams are going to try it. But the flip side of that is now our defense has seen those things. Yeah. And even if they can correct half of them where it's like, hey, Ryder, take a better angle and hit him because you'll throw him off. Like, that's a win, right? Absolutely. So yeah. I hope to God they played with a lot of things on tape because it, like wo- it looked like we didn't watch any tape at all. <laughs> I'm just saying two weeks that's and true. that was the result. That's, that's frustrating from a fan's perspective, and I bet it's even more frustrating. Well, they from, definitely like, did some things they hadn't done all year, though. They did, but, I it, don't was, know. I, but it was definitely – it was like – it was disappointing, right? Because it's oh, like yeah. there was things we knew. We knew Elijah Dotson mm-hmm. was their number one pass threat. We knew that that D-line is the best damn D-line we're going to face. And there was just too much where it was like the D-line still wrecked us and Dotson still wrecked us. And it's like if you're a damn good player, you plan ahead and they still are going to get a lot of their you know their stats and, their, and do their stuff against you. But it's just like it didn't feel like there was a counterpunch to what mm-hmm. we expected. Mm-mm. So yeah, or, or many adjustments. This is the first game where it didn't seem like if there were adjustments, they sure didn't work. I will. I think that the Torre BS tip interception and them turning right around. I mean, I think it deflated the team. And then you know Taylor and Sac State called a play that they knew they were going to get past us. They got past us. They scored a touchdown, and that was it in my mind. I think that even if even if the Grizz hadn't gone to score there, I think that. A 13-point game going in half, the Grizz are going to be thinking like, hey, we've taken their punches. We can figure this out. But I think that just deflated it. Mm-hmm. I think that was just it. But we had, There was a tweet that we reshared on the account from <clears throat> at Larry Trangsard. And uh, he pointed out. Our boy out, LT and Billings. Our boy LT. <laughs> who, I don't know. If he, I assume he listens to the pod. I don't know. Uh, he responded to a pod Twitter question. <laughs> but he points out, so we have Sammy Akem drops a TD. Mm-hmm. And we had other TD drops as well. Bingham mm-hmm. Sneed through behind Bingham. And that was, yeah. and, I mean, that was on Sneed. And then um, Ryder Rice drops an interception on the sack, like in his hands, on like the sack 30. And then sack goes and scores. And sack scores. You know, Sammy, after his drop, sack scores there too. He's talking about that's a 28-point swing within minutes of game time. Not to mention that, the, you know, when, when Lewis and um, – was it Rice again? Uh, O'Connell. O'Connell freaking sandwich Thompson. and But they hit each other. They hit each other, hit and Thompson. he goes and runs for a touchdown. I mean, that was third <laughs> down. So it's like you sack. I mean, at, at 
at worst, you get a sack there. At best, you cause a fumble. I mean, it's just like when I say there were some fluky things oh, that happened in this fluky. game. Like kicker hadn't made a cow. kick all season. He hit. He was two for two. And so that's my question. It's like I think I think we all think coming out of this game that Sac State's legitimate. I don't think anybody's yeah. arguing. Oh, absolutely. And I think they lined up and they beat us. And even if those fluky things hadn't happened, I think they beat us last week. And I think they just played better. Yes. I question whether Sac State can play at this level the rest of the season because what we just saw, like an offense cannot play better and get more breaks. Like, yeah, they turned it over twice, but I mean, they when they fumbled, they fumbled forward and got five yards. I mean... I just want to point out, I feel like I'm at a Bob Stitt press conference right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you having flashbacks? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we making excuses? A little bit. <laughs> well, I'm a fan, not a coach. Fair, fair, fair. I just can't believe that nobody has yet mentioned that, I guess you could say this game stings a little bit. Oh, oh. Wow, I thought we this were going to get through it. This is what we were afraid of, bringing Brad on here. So as a little backstory, we did a, how long was that drive to Ogden? Whatever the drive to Ogden is, yeah. the four of us did it for the Weber State game. Grizz, uh, last three year. Years ago? Three years ago. Yeah, it was like seven, it was Brad, seven hours Brad and Mike sat in the front. Mike drove. Brad sat up with him. And Luke and I sat in the back and played SimCity on our phones most of the time. And, uh, and Brad was just cracking terrible puns the oh, whole trip. Man. Outside of the argument over... Five guys and in and out burger. But. We're not talking about this, and you're a guest in my house, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's so defensive because he knows what the truth is. <laughs> so, Sammy, now two different two different times. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> about Sammy, <laughs> you should see Mike's head. It's like turning red, and he's like seething at this I did, point. I got my hair cut today, so you can see all the um, all the veins in your head. Anger. Sammy dropped a sure <sighs> touchdown. I mean. Yeah. Like and that was because like like Bingham's drop was behind him. He had to twist, and Toure right at the end had one that was on Snead, just didn't get to him, which could have been something too. But like Sammy's, I mean Sammy's could have been maybe a half a step in front of him, but he hit him in the numbers. Like you got to catch that punt. Yeah, okay. you know who caught the best the best pass catcher was our boy Od. How about that? Od <laughs> has officially scored points for the Montana Grizzlies now. <laughs> We're a big fan of Matthew O'Donohue for <clears throat> the glazed eyes on the left side of the Did table. Did he also here. catch a two-point conversion last year? Did he? He might have. I thought they might have said that on the broadcast when I was uh, driving to Katie O'Keefe's. I thought uh, the guys on the radio said that. I, they might have. So We'll go the stat points, quick. Four points for Matthew O'Donohue, which is... Four more points than anyone in this room. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Teach your kids how to long snap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think what do you think the true O-line is I mean obviously they just got destroyed by the best D-line we're going to see where do you Until think they really North are Dakota State in the second round of the playoffs <laughs> that's a good point yikes <laughs> that's a yikes for me dog <laughs> did I say that out loud maybe <laughs> um so not to put my Bob State hat back on. Don't do that. <laughs> the green one? Where's the green hat? Yeah. but um, <laughs> Bring your friend in the green hat. The penalty count was 12 for UM and 1 for 
Montana. And to point out, the 209 for 12 was an incorrect, incorrect. number. I think it still shows in the box 118, score. I think, yeah. is correct. But Somebody on Egress pointed out that you cannot. It, it is like literally it's, impossible. It's an average of like 16.6 yards yeah. per penalty. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. Um, if you weren't aware they were changing the rules of pass interference <laughs> on the fly so well i the, the pass interference against robbie hauk was ridiculous is that I mean, the one that was it was and it was way beyond him it it's wasn't just high but still yards beyond yeah it was oh, like yeah. 10 yards to the right he was it, running left and it went to the right there's a few pis it probably should have been just holds yeah right i think maybe still penalties but yeah i don't know it's tough we lost the game we did anything else we need to cover from this week well, I have a few, actually. Well, go. Um, one, just a bitch. We don't call out players on this podcast, but I am going to say, Calhoun, go for the fucking ball. Like, there was a fumble early in the game, and it was like, what are you waiting for? Like, and in retrospect, it's like, with what happened, I mean, that's another one of those breaks. Like, you get that, the Grizz go score, it's an entirely different game. He thought he was going to get his arm smashed by yep. those two guys. Because, yep. what, it was two offensive linemen who jumped on it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He thought he was. Like, but if like, he'd gone he for it, it was his. Die. Yes. Like, he, it was his. I remember standing there in my living room thinking the same thing. I was about to leave, and I just saw him standing there. And, I was like, and then he dove. After it was clear that Sacramento State <laughs> recovered it, then he got in there. I always wonder in those moments, when they're watching film as a team, how awkward that is for the player who clearly did not do what he was supposed to do. I have to think that in a Bobby Houck coached uh, universe, that gets pointed out. Yes. <laughs> so my man, my managing broker in my office, his son played O-line for the Grizz from, I think, 09 through 12. He was mostly a, a short snapper and a backup center. And he, taught, he always tells me a funny story about actually current O-line coach, Chad Germer, <clears throat> but this was back in 09, I would guess. And... Pointing out, uh, doing film study with the O-line and pointing out a missed block to a tackle. And so he gets a big red marker out and he draws a big red circle around the QB's head. And he's like, there's blood everywhere. Blood (laughs) on the field. His head is gone. And he's just like screaming at this tackle, just like blood on the field. And he did it for like five minutes. So that's, that's my understanding of how... Your O-line film study goes. <laughs> so, just a quick tangent, I guess. Say you're sitting in the you know team rooms, you know during your position meetings. Which position do you think probably has the most interesting meetings? Offensive linemen. The O-line, they've got a pretty cool little film study area up in the little uh, perch up above the basketball arena. If they still meet there, I don't know. They might not anymore, but that was a pretty cool spot. They had couches and stuff. It was pretty fun. I always thought when I covered uh, athletics that offensive linemen were always the most interesting people to talk to. So I think that they are probably like – they're tight-knit usually. So I think like the inside jokes that get made during those film studies are probably just like fire. I think – Listening to Barry Sachs do some film study would be pretty oh entertaining. Remember, remember him at the Raven? Yeah, I was telling somebody somebody about the Raven the other about that story the other day. Like he just comes hooping and hollering into the Raven, like, "Hey, how the hell are you guys doing? Great to see you." For the backstory, we we went to the spring game in Kalispell, and we came back on the east side of Flathead Lake, and we stopped at the Raven about halfway through our dinner. In come all the Grizz coaches, minus Hauk. It was all the assistant coaches. 
And uh, Barry Sachs was happy to see us. <laughs> quick, I'll, uh, this is actually just a coincidence, but quick Barry Sachs story. I was flying back from Vancouver from for work meetings two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and I was with the project manager, and she had she sat she got sat way back on the plane, and she comes up to me afterwards and she goes, "I had to talk the entire way back from Seattle," and I was like, "Oh, that sounds awful." And she goes, "Grizz football coach, defensive lineman." defensive line coach and I was like oh Barry Sachs <laughs> she said that he compared every single position on the field to different uh, wild animals <laughs> and described exactly why they were what the, the wild animals they were she didn't want to go into uh, length about it because I think she was so exhausted from listening to it but she said he talked the entire way home I don't know what I would have imagined having a non-football conversation with Barry Sachs would be like but that is that is pretty accurate to what I think I would have been imagining. So this has to be up there with Mike Leach in his weekly press conferences, ranking which mascots can beat the yeah. other mascot yeah, in hand-to-hand kind of combat. Oh you know that. Speaking of, UM needs to just let Barry come to the end of Hauk's press conferences. Barry, just what do talk. you think this week? Just, just let him go. Ten minutes of Barry at the end. Just yep. go. Just go. Barry, they go. could just call it Barry on eleven. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, so obviously the big thing from the game that we haven't talked about yet, Sneed left the game with an injury. Yep. M- middle of the third quarter, looks like he got uh, his ankle kind of planted and look from the non-doctor perspective, it looked like a sprained ankle. Who knows if it's high or low. Yeah, tough to say. Came back, was icing it on the side, and then was on crutches when he left the field. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw hinted tweets from Sean Rainey, but then it wasn't hinted. It was pretty black I mean, and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that I mean, the, all the talk is looking doubtful to play. So I, I dared Frank Ogla to ask uh, to ask uh, Bobby about it. So we'll see if Frank has a job or or a life. Well, somebody asked him question. about it at the press conference today, and he gave what you would expect the answer to be. Oh, he, actually, he actually he actually answered it. He talked about it more than yeah. he normally oh, would. Wow. He basically said. I'm doubtful that we're going to have him. Um, he's not going to practice Monday and Tuesday, but he's the type of guy that doesn't need p- to practice to play. Yeah, that's fair. And that yeah. they, they believe in Cam Humphrey. And- yeah, yeah. he yeah. talked about it more than he's talked about any injuries since I, he's been back. I'm, I'm just terrible. That's like the surprise of the week for me is that he actually addressed it. I would expect that he would just say no questions. You'll see who plays on Saturday. HIPAA. But it would be also very on brand for Bobby to like play it up a lot and then – somehow does the Jalen Ramsey where it's like, holy shit, he's okay. Where did that back injury go? <laughs> Man, he's back. Is maybe maybe, maybe Bobby put this plan into motion in the third quarter, realizing that the Grizz were probably not going to beat Sacramento State, pulls Dalton, puts him on crutches, and then just gets everybody speculating for the week that maybe Dalton's hurt. So Eastern starts you know, their game prep on Sunday morning, and maybe we see, you know, Bobby pull off his mastery Saturday afternoon with Dalton starting. That's not out of like. Oh, I mean that like, is out of pot. That no, is not going to happen. But like no, he, has, totally he has, trolled, he has trolled. He has trolled. He has trolled like that, right? Like there oh, is yeah. that. There is that story where he uh, had like fake accounts on Egris created. Had players right fake had accounts. fake players. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Schmitz tweeted about this. Yeah. They they have they they created fake Egris accounts to talk about injuries to get out there, and then of course the guy was like. Perfectly fine. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. They've done that. 
We joked about this for amazing. the South Dakota game, the opening game, or no, what was it? It, w- it was something like the Bobby Long Con. Like, yeah, it was like everyone. Well, South Dakota's like we're gonna stop the run, and then we passed for like four hundred yards on. They're like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and, you know, and there was like, oh, Snead was hurt through fall camp and all this stuff like this, and then it was like he comes out and just torches South Dakota. Like the more you talk about that, like, <laughs> I mean, it didn't look. It is not out of the realm of possibility. It didn't look like a terrible injury, right? It just looked like pressure. Do you think it's to like, me? Do you think it? But was, I'm a doctor, so do you I think know. it was kind of like like that that series? Like they huddle up and Bobby's like, "Look, Dalton, I'm gonna just you know what? If this if this series goes to shit, like if you get sacked, you get hit." See, I don't think he went stay that far on. because I stay think on that, the ground. Stay I was gonna the, say, I think stay that on the ground. He legitimately got hurt. Sell it. And where this goes is is how <laughs> pulls the trainer aside and said, "I don't care if he's fine. You put him in ice and crutches." That's it. Yeah, I could, that's probably the more believable. So get a get a boot on him too while we're at it. Get, ice him up and strap a boot strap over on that ice. Mobilize his legs. Get him on a cart. His neck. Get an ambulance. Do you have a halo or anything? Did we ever think in the year of our Lord 2019 we'd be sitting around a dining room table speculating whether Bobby's playing Jedi mind tricks with his fan base or his coaching staff or probably the general public for that matter? I mean, we are in the era of Bill Belichick as the greatest football coach alive, so yeah, yeah anything's possible. Who's he? Exactly. Who's that guy? What is Bill Belichick? Sorry, I meant Craig Bull. I apologize. There you go. There we go. All right. The triple option Wyoming Cowboys, so, I should add. So um, not sh- not to shift too much into next week because we're going to talk about that in a minute, but um, um, how do you think Humphrey looked in the action he got? Okay. Yeah. He was getting pressured just as much as Sneed. So it's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a backup, and then suddenly, like, hey, go. And then you're going to get hit every time you throw the ball, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to talk more about him when we talk about the, the Grizz game this coming weekend, and we can all kind of go with what we think. But I will say yeah. the one thing that is a trend I don't like when, when Humphrey's got to play, and granted he's probably played against two of the toughest D-lines, but he's been under 50% in both games with – a significant number of passes. Yeah, yeah, thirteen for thirty. Yeah, ouch. I mean, that's, I was surprised to see yeah. that because when he like he, stands back there and throws the ball, he looks really good. Yep. Like, yeah, his, yeah. He has great form. He has great mechanics. He looks like he'd be really good. Yeah. But like, I was surprised to see thirteen for thirty. Yeah. So we'll talk more about him. Any final notes or thoughts on Sac State before we move on? <sighs> what, what's their ceiling? Honestly, are they Sac are State they ceiling? are they a national championship contender? I mean, honest no? to God. If they have things to get, like their talent on the lines with with Thompson playing at the QB level he's playing at, and their receivers, if if they make catches like that, I, I think that I think their ceiling is national championship. Am I saying they're going to get there? No. My would I be surprised if they lost two games and missed the playoffs entirely? I mean, <laughs> I'd be surprised but not shocked because the Big Set Conference is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think their ceiling is as high as anybody. I mean, that team is talented. So here's your your sack final. Uh, so they go to Polly this weekend. Maybe a little bit of a weird game, but triple option. Polly's not looked that great. Didn't they lose to North Dakota this week? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's always kind of a weird game, rivalry game too. I do believe. Is that the? They don't call that the. Is that the Causeway Classic? I think that's Causeway's the one against Davis, right? Is it yeah. The, yeah, yeah, it's the Davis yeah. game. All these yeah, they're yeah. the rival. Yeah. So then they host Weber State, and that that, that game. I'm very interested. That, in that. game. 
Right on strength on strength. That, that's yeah. It's gonna be it's guys, gonna be good rush. I mean, you guys saw what Josh Davis did this week, right? Yeah, oh three hundred twenty-six yards <laughs> rushing. Should have been the FCS Player of the Week. Ooh, oh, hot ooh. take, Kyle. Thanks, Stephen A. Jeez, Dude, it's true. Fifth most rush yards in the history of the Big Sky Conference. He destroyed. Is that Thompson threw six touchdowns against the number five ranked team in the country. <laughs> I mean, you want to make this argument? <laughs> it's argue. It's arguable, is it not? QB will always outrank running back. I didn't get a chance to look this up, but that's probably the most rushing yards by any ball carrier in FCS this year. It It has to be. Maybe FBS. Maybe. Potentially. I don't know if Army or Air Force has cranked out a (laughs) rusher like that. But, I mean, what were the conditions that led to it? Like, that, because 300 yards is fluky. Well, well, the crazy thing is is Weaver State got their starting quarterback, too. Like, he came back from injury. But they rotated. Brad, you could be their starting quarterback. Like, this is the thing I don't understand. (laughs) I can't. Like, people talk about how, like, Weaver's like, oh, they're going to start back. We... Weber hasn't had a good quarterback in three years. No. Yeah. Jay Constantine is not good. And whoever the other guy was, I watched, I watched like half this game. And what was funny was they were rotating him, which was weird was Classic Steve Spurrier. The the other guy, number seventeen, I think it was, like he just didn't do much, but he handed the ball off really well. And there was one series which was hilarious. They get Weber gets two thirds of the way down the field. And they get like a third and eight, and they bring out they sub out the QB, and they put Constantine in on a screen, and Constantine's backpedaling, backpedaling, and he throws a pick. It's just like the hell are you doing? But I mean, I, I think I, I don't know if this was I, that series made no sense. But then yeah, it was just like, but Davis was what was it three hundred twenty seven yards? What was it he had three twenty eight? Three twenty eight. I mean. That makes it easy. Yeah, yeah you can have you can have the sh- world's shittiest QB. Constantine is so bad that he's he's the reason I didn't put a hundred dollars on Weaver State to win the national championship <laughs> at plus sixteen hundred. <laughs> that I mean, you have to be really bad to like not want to take a flyer on that at a, at a, for a top five team. So, so would you say that he was the Aroldis Chapman of his team? The what? Nooch. Aroldis? I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, too, too soon. Oh, too soon. So yeah, you if you look really in my living room right now, it's a tough hour. I have a, I have a great <laughs> t- dual TV setup out there right now because I had to watch the Yankee playoff game and the Grizz game at the same time. And I will tell you, like I was texting with one of my colleagues out of Bozeman, and I was, it's like fucking sports, man. I mean, you just it's like you get the highs and the lows because right about the time like the Grizz finally painfully ended, DJ LeMahieu, Brad and I's boy fucking ties the game off that trash closer for the, the Astros, you know, domestic abuser allegedly. Osuna. Um but well, you know what know about that. The yeah. the karma karmatic forces of the world then came because uh, um Chapman also has some domestic abuse allegations in the past. Shot so up his girlfriend's wall seven times that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So too fast it, <laughs> stepping away well, from stepping down. away from uh you know, being a Yankee fan for a second, it's like both those guys failing on the national stage. Actually, they deserve it. It's quite the roller coaster. Oh my peace, god! I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, usually I I, I kind of joked about this, but usually for me, like, if Saturday is a shitty sports day, like Sunday is just toast. I was like, the Packers are fucked because like the Badgers. <laughs> 32-point yeah. favorite to yeah. lose to a lineup. To apparently Which, a former Grizz commit? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Backup was the former Grizz commit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, that was that was kind of – that was hashed out on Twitter. That was kind of interesting. So there was a QB that had committed 
to Stitt when he was still coach. And then... Robinson, Matt Robinson. Matt Robinson. Oh, I remember that, dude. Yeah, and so then he was coming here, and Bobby was like, nope. We don't need you. Don't need you. And then he went went to Illinois. Which, I mean... It worked out. out. You can't argue with how... Bring no. a Dalton yeah. in. Like, but he, so. he, he can't argue. But can Even argue, you've come around. I've come around. But can we argue that should the Grizz ever lose a recruit to Illinois? <laughs> well, if they're going to beat Wisconsin. Well, didn't they lose them at first? Like, didn't like Northern Arizona offer him first yeah. after the Grizz pulled? Yeah. But then Illinois. Like, then he yeah. verbaled the NAU, and then suddenly he's like, oh, Illinois, Illinois was so desperate. I know. I mean, think about that. You're Illinois. You're a Big Ten school. You're not a good one, but you're still a Big Ten school, and you're like, well, this guy just he just freed up from Montana. All right, let's get him. But let's his go after stats him right now. were like they weren't amazing, but they were. I mean, they were serviceable. They were good. Like, but Illinois is fortunate that there's no relegation in college football. <laughs> Illinois is fortunate that there's USC. They have like six transfers from USC. You mean retraction? No relegation. Relegation, soccer. like in soccer. Oh, soccer. We talked about this last week. Yeah, on, like, know, yeah. If we could get rid of the team that loses the big sky every year, just <laughs> yeah. vote them off. Relegation. Well, yeah, we're, we're Retraction was the, when Utah. MLB wanted to eliminate the Twins. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lovey Smith's beard is amazing. Incredible. Though, right? Uh, but so, so. I would commit to that guy if he walked into my house. <laughs> just be like, yes. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> like I would coach if your beard is coaching, I'm yeah. I'm there. Yeah. His beard says we play football and I don't give two flying fucks. <laughs> See, but you know he's got a nice you know nice beard, unlike Matt Patricia who looks like a homeless coach with a pencil in his ear. <laughs> well, you heard James say boo Detroit Lions. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's that. Um, so let's wrap this up on yeah. two points. Grizz lost to Sac State in 2011. Somebody want to tell me what happened in 2011? Oh, we got to the semifinals. Yeah, which was on a tear. the last exciting run of Grizz football, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've been riveted for years. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, though. Beat was, Northern Iowa. It was a lot of fun. That was, was a pretty was. good year. great. Crushed the, the Cats. The, the biggest Number comparison in Hauk's era was it 2008. We went Eight, to Weber, Weber and got soundly Smoke. defeated. Yeah. And then they had to come here in the playoffs and we beat them. Yep. I want to say Hauk's... Uh, Second year, second or third year, Sam Houston State. we went to Sam Houston State yep. and got destroyed in a very second. similar fashion. And then we, and we went to the national, national championship. championship. We got yeah. better every single week. And didn't we bring? Didn't Sam Houston State come come here in the playoffs? In the playoffs? And we crushed yes, them. they did. You're right. Yeah, they had that Oklahoma transfer yep. as a quarterback, Bomar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got the Rhett we got Bomar. They got Bomar and we got JD Quinn, right? Yeah, wasn't or was that? Adrian, my, my, no, that's, no, that's, that's right. Part? That's the yeah, same group. And then Adrian Peterson skated. Well, it's kind of like how yeah. Cal Poly's got to forfeit all their uh, records in the last five years because they accidentally overpaid guys oh $176. Yeah, but they were for, for books. books, Mike. But North These Carolina freaking created fake court. Like, I don't understand how anybody can take the NCAA Joe, series. Joe Prothero has to, it is suggested by the oh, NCAA that I he has to that. give up all of his rushing titles because some of his teammates got an extra, an average of. Twenty-five extra dollars for books. Yep, I actually this this Where Joe Pro throw might guys, be the law is the law. The law is the law. This always bothered me about um, this is the nation of laws. The the the, the, the Grizz having to forfeit because technically that 2011 run doesn't count, right? They follow the very law. top, right? So what? 2011 Sorry, technically that? doesn't count because those are the those are the games that the Grizz yeah. forfeited. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm always bothered Ooh. by this, and and I, I wish that once True graduated. He would have said "f it" and hired a lawyer and sued the NCAA, <laughs> and I think Prothero should because I don't see how any court could ever hold up like 
Polly's fighting it though. Yeah, and they yeah. should. And I was should, glad to see. They should it. just drag it out for years because in like three years, right? California, you can pay athletes. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's like if ever retroactive. Like, and I can't believe that the NCAA with a straight face can say these are the rules. It's like, have you the watched? I know, I the know. NCAA. I get it. I know. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I mean, if there's an opportunity to destroy face, they're obviously going to take it. Yep. Anyway, the point of this conversation before <laughs> we that? got into the NCAA stuff was. There's the Grizz have been there before with a, a, a rough either preseason yes. or conference loss yeah. and rebounded. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world, and there's a lot of reasons to think be optimistic here. And, and this coaching staff, I mean, if there's one thing that like you cannot criticize Bobby Houck about is that his teams always get better. They do. Yep. Um, Play your best football in November. I would say mm-hmm. Grizz win three of five. They're a lock for the playoffs. Yeah. They're eight and four yes. at that point. Yes. In this year with their wins. If they win seven, the way things are shaking out, maybe. Not guaranteed, but maybe. Just depends on who we lose to, I think. Yeah. I, I if, think if the, we lose the last two games of the season, toast. That's a that's bad it. look. That's yeah. very you, bad. The the one thing the one I mean, I think you look at the playoff resume thing, like we're big Davis fans now. We want Davis mm-hmm. to run the t- we want them to be they're the top twenty five again. Yep. Yeah, they're in the top twenty five. If they knock off cats or they knock off sack because they play them both. I mean, helps the resume, right? We went to their house, we beat them. That's like a good resume builder. In a perfect world, the Grizz would, you know, win out. And at the end of yeah. the year, Fuck yeah. Davis, MSU, and Weaver are still somewhere between 25 and 15. I think I'm going to take the under in that UC Davis sack game. <laughs> <laughs> safe bet. If you, if, you guys yeah, care, safe bet. if you guys care about the Massey rankings at all, uh, Massey does... The what? Who? They're like the Sagarin rankings, kind of. Brad, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Hey, Brad, when are you going to make your own rankings? Yeah. I don't, I'm, what Brad. would you call them? I've the, discovered this problem that the despite rankings? that I you know do IT for a living, <laughs> I might be the world's worst Excel user. And it seems like if you're going to have your own ranking system, you have to have Excel skills. So I think that eliminates me. What, but what? that being said, Massey has us favored in all the rest of our games. Interesting. I saw what's the college sports madness? That's college basketball, isn't it? Well, but they've computer got a, they've got a computer rankings for football, and somehow the Grizz only dropped one spot from two to three what in those three? rankings. Throw those in rankings the, in, out. I was gonna say in the FCS we're ten Uh-oh. in the stats poll. We're the new Northern Iowa. Yeah, yeah. but I was like, holy <laughs> crap! Like. I'm- I made that joke today with uh, this Northern Iowa guy that we follow each other on Twitter. I was like, Northern Iowa could start the season 0-3 and still be ranked 15th. They'll have a Sagarin of like 40. So I opened, up those, I opened up the link to that College Sports Madness <laughs> computer ranking today. And like, I didn't even look at the top five because I was like, we dropped out of it. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, they dropped us out of the top 25. What a fickle computer. And then I was like, no, there's no way because I'm looking at like 27, 28, 29, and we're not there. So then I go start at the top. I was like, three? Are you fucking <laughs> who's, who's kidding me? Behind you, uh, North NDSU Dakota State and James and Madison? James Madison. And that's, that's crazy. It. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. All right. We're the three seed. Yep. There we go. Chew on it. <laughs> deal with it, cat fans. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, is that singular or plural? All right. Should we? Real quick, let's talk what happened the rest of the conference. All right. I got them up in front of me. So uh, I actually. It was hard to pay attention to the rest of the conference. It was a weird sports day. I actually had Pluto on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Portland State beat Northern Colorado 38 30. Holy crap. So this was an interesting game because Portland State jumped up big 
But UNC didn't really go away, and they got... Jacob Nip had a big game. Nip had a big game. Like, he threw for a lot, he ran for a lot. It, it was... Because there'd be points where Portland State would go up three scores. is like, all right, screw this. And I'd switch out, change it to something else. And then I'd see on Twitter, it's like, UNC scored a couple points. And so it was in northern Colorado. So, right, you had the smell of cow shit in the air, and you're playing in two-foot-long grass. But... Um, <laughs> Portland State is this team like they're five and three, but they're technically in the playoff committee's eyes three and three because they've only got two of their wins are NAIA schools. They have now beat Southern Utah, Idaho, and Northern Colorado. Like, World beaters. <laughs> so, but everyone's like, "Oh my God, watch out for Portland State!" But it was like they're barely beating some of these crappy teams. But I mean, but like, if the chips winning, fall right, they right? can win the conference. <laughs> If they won the conference, they would have earned it because they'd fucking have to beat us. They're three and, they're three and one. Who's their loss? Is it Eastern? No. Who who they lose to? I think it was some garbage. Team. They lost to Idaho State. They got crushed. They got smoked fifty to yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, that wasn't fifty. They didn't get was it fifty zero. Um, no, know. they they put up a ton of yards against Idaho State. Idaho State just crushed them. All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, since the link's not up, what's next? Okay, uh, let's see. Um, so, like we talked about, North Dakota played Cal Poly. North Dakota, like, the team that outside of uh, probably Idaho is the toughest team to predict how they're going to do each week. They beat Cal Poly 30-26. to 26. I watched the first quarter of that game. Man, the Big Sky Conference is weird. Well, this is the problem with our – we cannibalize each other so mm-hmm. much, right? So, uh, 51-24 was the final of that Idaho State. Portland State Portland game. State game. Okay. But so, uh, yeah, so North Dakota and the worst Matt – colors still used by any team their matte green is hideous right i am not sorry to see them leave <laughs> by felicia i mean they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> twit, they're gonna sit there in obscurity in the missouri valley because they're not good enough to be in the top half of the missouri valley no it's just not. one less crappy dome in the big sky conference yeah we're down to two three hey all right let's not knock the world famous kibby dome <laughs> all right so we talked a little bit about weaver state 51 28 weaver state is just funny because their offense is so shitty but like they grind people out like they they you look at their quarter points the seven in the first seven in the second 16 in the third 21 in the fourth and it's like they can't throw the ball to save their life. And when they face a good defense, which NAU does not have, mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting. Sac State coming up in two weeks. But, like, I don't know. I just – I haven't been this excited to watch the big, the end of the Big Sky season in a long time. Like, it's, there are so many things that can happen yep. and so many intriguing games. Yes, I agree. So, a lot um, of good players in the top of the conference, too. Yep. So old UC Davis beat Southern Utah by eight, 33-25. But the thing was is Southern Utah scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so they pulled. Yeah. Uh, we know what happened to the Grizz. Uh, Eastern and somebody else had a bye. Who else? Who else? Montana State. Montana State had the bye. And um, the Nugent Paradox was tested. Was tested and I, 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 it's interesting because I, I wonder if Idaho State being the redheaded stepchild like was enough to get up and be like, yeah, remember who you are, sort yeah. of thing. So I'm going to stick with the paradox for a little while. <laughs> so Idaho put it to Idaho State, and so Idaho's 
um, large man quarterback kicked some ass, but then got hurt, right? Like, bad. Yeah. They scored, like, three touchdowns on defense? Yeah. They scored three on offense and three on defense. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you cannot figure out Idaho. What I would say about uh, Idaho's big man so QB weird. is I feel bad for that injury and I feel bad for the fan base for that injury because they now they're gonna injury, sit yeah. there and think forever like this season would have been so different if he had played. And I actually think that if he the longer he played, the more he would regress to the mean because we watched him last year and he he wasn't that good. So No. Well so now Idaho goes back to Mason Petrino. Or right? the freshman kid or that played. Freshman. Yeah. So how do we decide the Idaho State champion? I mean Boise State lost to BYU this weekend. I mean, that should be worth, like, a few demerit points, like, in total standards. You know, I know somebody else who lost to BYU, Kyle. Uh, USC. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think BYU has three wins, and both against teams better than they are. One against Tennessee. Ooh. Okay. Good. Just pointing out. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. All right. Um, So, let's talk about next week. So... Eastern Washington, who I hate in a different way than oh the Cats, God, but yeah. I hate when we lose to Eastern Washington. But this is the it, thing. like We are, what, one, one and six, six in the last seven games against them? Yep. Yeah. Basically one and six since Hauk left. Right. There's this dude. He, like, comes over for the game sometimes, mm-hmm. and he's this guy that wears, like, the big giant, like, Satan horns, like, on top of his head. Sure. And so I've seen this guy around a few games. You know, he's usually got tickets, like, right in front of me when he comes over. So I ran into him a few years ago in Cheney. And I was, and I walked up to him, and I probably had, like, two beers in me, so I was good to go. And I was like, I... Wait, wait. I was like... Two Coors Lights. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, man, every time I see you, I just want to kick your ass. But I think you might be kind of a cool dude. So we, like, chatted for, like, a half hour. About you, you know, a lightweight. You wanted to fight off two beers? Well, he had the devil horns on then, too. <laughs> he, he, you know how it is. Anyway, like, you know, you just, like, see, like, this guy. just like, God, what the hell is wrong with this guy? And then you're like, he might be your average, like, Eastern fan. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just a random sequitur. I, you know, Where are we going Eastern. <laughs> oh, man. We talked. So, we had QB Eastern Club tonight. Fans. We yes. talked about Eastern. Um, you know, what, what happens in QB Club stays in QB Club, except to say that, I found um, it to be very therapeutical yes. this evening. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yep. How, Coach Houck was, was very open, uh, seemed to enjoy uh, taking questions and rehashing, uh, rehashing things a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of yep. telling the truth. Um, I will maintain, like we have every week, that that's money well spent. It's good for the program. So they meet Monday nights and they do satellites. Um, so if, you've got a, if you want to join and you don't live in town, you can do it. Uh, gogrizz.com slash QB club. Um, well worth it. What's the charge for that these days? Uh, it's a thousand bucks. You get a coat. You get a coat. If you're in town, you get you get dinner. You get dinner if you're in town. You get dinner. Well, twelve dinners this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, they video stream the conf- They video stream the stuff to so you on a Zoom call. So if you're in a different town and there's chapters set up all around the state, and there's mm-hmm. also some signing day stuff and yep. some and off some, season stuff. Too. And you can go to closed practices, even yes. though most practices are open, but you can still go to the closed ones. You sure can. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's good for it's good for the program, and it's also it's worth it. So check that out if you uh, want to do it. But anyway, we talked about Eastern, and and it's Eastern's. You know, I know the fan base is like to debate whether or not Eastern's a rival, but Eastern's They're absolutely a rival. Absolutely. I mean, I know like we kicked the shit out of them like throughout the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. But like and 2000s and most of the 2000s. But like once what was it uh, the guy who went to Washington State? Wolf. Wolf. 
Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf yeah. was there, and then I mean that is when they like were a legitimate rival, right? Yep. Yeah. And have like, I remember since. a kid one one year in the mud, like Dave Dickinson beat him like seventy to, I don't know, zero probably. <laughs> but honestly, like for the for the most for the majority of my life, like they are a legit rival, and more legit than Montana State. For times. I mean, yeah. yeah, you think about that streak and stuff like that. But look yeah. at the players that have come through there. I mean, you've got Bo Levi Mitchell, who is still starting in the CFL, I think. For Dave Dickinson. Uh, you've got Kendrick Bourne, who is on the Niners on roster. On the 49ers. Yep. So Eastern is cracked Cooper out. Cooper Cup? Cooper, I mean, oh, Cooper yeah, Cup is like the number one receiver in the NFL right oh, now. Yeah. Except I own Cooper Cup in fantasy, and the Rams scored like 40 points this week, and Cooper Cup <laughs> really, really didn't score me a lot. Uh, Samson Ebicom, who they also won a national championship. Song. Yep, and played most recent one. Big Sky team to win a national championship. Broke <laughs> Joe Biden's heart. <laughs> they beat Delaware. Hunter Biden. <laughs> Not yeah, so one there either. The, the talent that they've Where put out Hunter? on the field, like they're good, at usually. Yeah. Eastern Eastern's like the, skill talent, year in year out, like receiver, running back. And QB, like I don't know how they do it. I don't, and I will say there's well, not. They a, had two Buchanan. Winners this is too. a hot take. But That's right. There's not yeah. a better better lineage of QBs in the conference than Eastern Washington. They're, I mean, not right now. They've you know save one year where they ran out Hennessy for half the year. Uh-huh. Like, but they've they, literally, literally had an all Big Sky QB. But you know what happened last year? He went to Central Washington and he just destroyed Tore Division Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are possibly the uh, probably the best program in the Big Sky the last fifteen years. Fifteen? Ten. Hot take. Ten. I, mean, I was in college. So fifteen takes you back to I started, six. I started in college when I was about fifteen years ago, and I one of the first stories I wrote was about Eric Meyer. Ah, yeah. And yeah, they were but very I mean, I, good I, then. I, I, you can't give we 15 had because the Grizz went to three straight national championships in 07, 08, That's fair, yeah. No, we didn't go to national in seven, but we won the conference, and we beat them. Didn't we go to three straight national championships? Yeah. Wofford, dude, come on. Fuck. Yeah, we got wafted. Is this chicken wine fucking your brain? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but still, my point is, like, you know, it's... It, Consi- we all, they also... Two. Well, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so... They are, but since how probably left, the best. I will, yeah, yeah. I will yeah. concede that at least all de- day, last day. decade for yeah. sure. Yeah, right, last yeah. ten years. Yeah. I mean, I think they've won the most conference championships. So they went to the national championship last year. Yep, and they went. Didn't they go another time? Yeah. Well, they won. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they've been twice, and they've gone to semifinal. Yep. They lost that one year in like that 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 weird late play, right? They actually in North Dakota State's Youngstown? run, they've probably oh, played yeah. North Dakota State in the playoffs better than a lot of teams have. Yeah. <clears throat> They, they, they were the last team to beat. No, the second to last team. No, to yeah, beat. because North Dakota, State, North Dakota State lost to Eastern Washington the year that Eastern went to win the national championship, and then that was like the, that was the last time North Dakota State lost. Since <laughs> then, they've only lost to JMU. Yeah, <laughs> that was the beginning of the end, as it were, for FCS. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, all this to say that this is a rivalry, and and I think the players know it. I mean, the Grizz pl- last played them two years ago here, Ugh. and. <clears throat> Night game. Too soon. Gresh right? Jansen's first start. Mm, too soon. Great first half. Second Great half, the wheels half. fell off. Although, if freaking Lamariel Taylor or was it Sammy Akam? Sammy Akam. Would have either one of those guys would have caught those deep touchdown passes. Game they over. win that game. And yeah. the whole trajectory of Grizz football is different. Maybe. Maybe. No, the Grizz go to the playoffs that year. And there ain't no way that Stitt gets fired if the Grizz go to the playoffs. 
Do you, you think we're playing this here? level of football? With no, I'm just okay. saying that okay. they don't fire <laughs> Stitt that year. He gets a new three-year contract. That's, and it's a different world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So take that loss as you may. <laughs> Too soon. Comments, Kyle? <laughs> Bob Stitt's really going to like this this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I, that wasn't a knock on no, him. I'm just saying that, that if they truth. win that game, it's a different world. Well, that, that was the game where it was like people were like, "Oh, you know," because halftime it was like, "We're going to do it." We we're figured the corner, it, figure it out. Like, "Oh, here we go!" And then suddenly it was like, "Oh, wait, more of the same." And mm. that wheels fell off on that yeah. season, starting with that game. So the, they're the, all this to say they've underperformed this year. They've had a shit ton of injuries, but honestly, but guess what? Yeah, everybody's, everybody's healthy. Every, well, but I don't think everybody is. I think oh, one yeah. random fan on Egris said everyone's healthy. <laughs> maybe they're healthy, maybe they're not. But even when they were healthy, it's like they gave up like fifty points to Linwood. Uh, Thirty-one, technically. What division is? What's the conversion rate on? Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> division two, Canada. So technically, what that? Yeah, that equates out to thirty-eight mm. points. So spot them a touchdown. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they put up five hundred yards against them. Yeah, like, they did. That's just loony. Oh, no, not Brad, again! Come on. But we. Re- I mean, one this more is, and you're done. This is a, like we really have to worry about our secondary again. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the difference is. The D line isn't the same level of talent, so I think our O line is we'll battered. But we'll have some time. But our quarterback isn't the same level well, of but, talent as our other quarterback. But right? let's talk no. about that because yeah. Eastern's biggest weakness is their secondary. Even with people healthy, their so secondary. Is Sac State's. Yeah, so is Sac State's though. But the difference but is Sac State has the pass rush. Sac State has the pass rush that maybe Eastern doesn't. Eastern doesn't really know. I mean, their leading guy's got two and a half sacks. Yeah. That's their best dude. Uh, and. Um, they seem to kind of run a little bit of that kind of three three five as well. They'll do, you, do a little bit of mix. Yeah. Do you have their schedule up in front of you? Uh not that they've played so far. That yeah. they've got. Yeah. That they played so far. Yeah. So they're they're Locks. well Locks. they're three and four. They lost to Washington. Um, yeah. They they beat Lindenwood fifty nine thirty one. The interesting thing when you pull some of their stats is like they had two games that were big stat gainers. So in Lindenwood. They passed for 522 yards. Mm-hmm. like, And so it's like their pass stats get inflated. So then the Jacksonville State game that I think a lot of people followed where Eastern, big. Eastern goes up 28-7. Mm-hmm. And I think they were holding a 14 or 17-point lead in the fourth. And Jacksonville State scores the final 21 and wins the game. Um, at that point, that was like the injuries, especially defensively, started piling up for Eastern. So they go to Idaho. And as, the, and as our guys at Tubbs and the Club have been talking all year, like, that's Idaho's Super Bowl. And Idaho beat them uh, 35-27. And so it was uh, Eastern, I think, scored, like, the last, like, 17 points or maybe 20 points in the second in the It's one of those if they had five more minutes, they yeah. win the game sort of things. So everyone says Eastern's down and out. They suck. They're terrible. And then they go and they beat North Dakota in a game where QB Club, we saw some film on, it's – 30 it's sideways snow it's 20 degrees in um, in cheney in cheney and so eastern um ran the ball the whole day they ran for like um well i, I got it here somewhere so they ran, barrier they were, run for most of those yards well, no, well the, between barrier and then the, the running back that's been there for a while what's that custer or whatever um but they also forced six turnovers. So Eastern's plus five on the season. They're plus six in that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they beat North Dakota, who then the next week North Dakota beats Cal Poly. Uh, and North Dakota favored against the Cats early line this week. 
Um, and then, so they go to Sac State, and we saw it happen there. Sac scores two defensive touchdowns off of Barrier. Barrier does have a 96-yard touchdown run. And then wow. they, 92. 92. Wow. And then they beat Northern Colorado because Northern Colorado sucks. And then they get a bye. So let's start with Perfect. the quarterback. So Barrier is obviously as talented as anybody in the conference. Passing the ball, He's yeah. got the skills. He's the, well, and if you can run for so, 92 yards, I mean, you... He leads, I mean, he leads the conference in total yards. Yeah. So that's, that's rushing, yards, passing. Yes, yeah. yards and switch. Yeah. So he's as talented as any QB in the conference. Yeah. He doesn't seem as... Um, he's not Eric Meyer. Yeah, I was going to say he's not... I'm, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but he's he's not he's as not perfect as some of the guys they've had recently. He's not, like, a, he's he's got not the quarterback they've had. He's more of the kind of heavy dual threat guy. He can be gone. Like, he can turn the ball over times. He can is be he, gone. Is he a junior this year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. First time we've played him. Yep. Uh, it was a grace. Yeah. Because he took over the reins last year. So, yeah. He was hurt part of last year, too, I think. He was, yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't missed a game this year. But, yeah, I mean, 20 touchdowns, four picks, throw him for 320 a game. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, he's uh, – and he's got five rushing TDs. So, he's so a guy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Oh, yeah. No. Cra- and, you know, we're susceptible to the, the mobile QB. Well, the crazy thing, too, like Eastern – and I think this is kind of the interesting thing. I think Eastern – Maybe has uh, their wide receiver core is unbelievable. They got five guys, and they actually like rotate another couple in as well. Um, but they've got, I mean, Andrew Boston is supposed to be back, and he's a stud. And then uh, this this guy number one, um, and I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Talolo Limu Jones. He's six five two twenty. Jesus. So uh, this guy has seven catches this year and five touchdowns, and he's averaging 30 yards a catch. Wow. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so, I mean, they're just this team again. And Antoine Custer, who I think we've seen before, he's been like their starting running back for like three years. But this is an offense that is just loaded with skill. And he's got tall guys. He's got short, quick burner guys. And, I mean, they just they spread the ball around. And if Barry doesn't get pressure, he does his thing. Yes. So same Eastern thing, different year, pretty so, much. So that game against Idaho, uh, what were his what were his turnovers? Um, I think with the Idaho game, I, what Idaho did, they they I think they took a couple picks away, and um, Idaho ran the ball. Uh, their their defense again. So Idaho's defense, the, Idaho has a good D line. Uh, so they they force pressure, they force Barry into making a few mistakes. And then uh, Eastern Washington, as they have shown most of the season defensively, they have a hard time getting off the field. And so they their red zone defense isn't great. They allow touchdowns on eight, almost 80% of all visits. And so Idaho just grounded out, got, into the, got in, and just kind of kept plugging away. And so grab a turnover to get in there, keep going, and then just – slow the game down because it's kind of one of those things where if your defense can't get the ball back in the offense's hands but comes away with touchdowns instead of field goals which Idaho did um, you're going to get to a point where no matter how prolific that offense is like what happened in that game you just run out of time. So So there's three things this week uh, considering that Idaho did that they ran the ball Yeah, Uh, we have a backup quarterback Mm -hmm. and there's supposed to be not great weather Mm Mm-hmm. So are we looking to run the ball and do the same 
type of thing that Idaho did. Hell yeah. Is that is so? that what we expect? I mean, I, here's what I think. <laughs> or do you let or do you let Humphreys prove what he, what everybody said in the fall? I think that they are going to let the team think that they're going to run the ball, and they're going to let Humphrey chuck it all over the place. <laughs> like I really do. Like Humphrey is not Snead. No. I mean, and I think because we've talked about it on this pod, I mean, Snead when he's on is almost as good as anybody who's ever played here from what he brings to the offense. Sure. Humphrey, I think, and we talked about this last year, I think Humphrey is more of a pure passing quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, he's a pocket keeper. His His stats notwithstanding, I mean, he can run when he needs to, but he's got a better arm. Yeah, he's got a better touch on his pass. Like he, I, I feel, I feel like, and you guys saw him in the in the spring game, right? He had a pretty decent spring game to close it out, mm-hmm. and then we saw him a lot in fall camp, um, and he got a lot of reps with the first team. So there's good familiarity there. Cam Humphrey, Cam Humphrey lacks a lot of things that Dalton Snead has, or else he would be the starter. But I think, I think he's a damn good passing QB. I, I. It'll be interesting, kind of the short routes, the quick routes, the you know, the read on the defense, things mm-hmm. like that. Like because timing know, on those short routes, I mean, that's yeah. who knows what he's going to be. Because we know Snead can do that well. And then the thing is, if things break down, like where Dalton can turn a yeah. a broken play into a first down, Cam's going to turn it into like a three four yard gain. So you also when you when you have the receivers that Montana does, do you ever not throw the ball? Because aren't, aren't you then aren't you then taking the ball? I mean, Mark yeah. tonight. Good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these two guys could go to the NFL. Yeah. And one of them certainly is. Okay. I, I don't think there's a doubt that yeah. Sam McCam is gonna probably going to get drafted. Yeah. I would think. So, I mean, he's got, he's, yeah. so if, you, if you do game plan against that, are you not then playing into your, your opponent's hands? I, I, if, you, if you don't throw the ball, I mean, if you, if you aren't doing that. Yes. I think if you don't throw the ball, you are doing a favor <sighs> to the other team. I mean, yeah. if you're Eastern game planning, right, you got to think, okay, presumably either new QB or hobbled QB. And so if we take the run game out and hit them on these quick, safe, short routes to try to spring Jerry Louie, Gabe Sulcer, Samari Toure free, we're going to disrupt them enough where they're not going to have time to take deep shots. And so it seems like that'll probably be the plan coming into it. So spread it out, chuck it deep, fuck it, just go crazy. I love it. I bet 50 bucks on the triple option. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the QB? Garrett Graves or Jerry Louie? Um, Flowers. Flowers. (laughs) Flowers played quarterback in high school. Hey, all right. Hey, there you go. Look at Kyle pulling out the back knowledge there. I don't think we've ever pointed that out on this podcast. I don't have much of it. (laughs) Say, on on the side, you know, when Kyle's not being an IT nerd, he is still covering the Grizz like he would have, you know, Three years ago. Still pay attention a little bit. A little bit. He's a fan now. There's I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I go and I get drunk before games. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's one of you guys now. Yeah. They're you, just like What do you us. mean you guys? I was talking to the listeners, Brad, <laughs> not you. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, anything else on Eastern? We'll pick them in a few minutes, but anything else on Eastern from anybody? No, I, I mean, I think, I think that's... That... This game's tough. This is a super tough game. It's going to come down to line of scrimmage, I think, uh, both sides. Like, Eastern, and this is this is kind of the fascinating thing. It felt like in the Sacramento State game, Sac State knew we had to blitz to pressure, and they called they called the goddamn shovel pass, and it worked. Like, how much did we bash Rob Fantasy 
the first time he was here. Well, the only time he was here. Um, because of the shovel pass and it sucked and we hated it and it worked. And so like Eastern knows our three man or the three man with the, with O'Connell or rice on the edge is not going to get there. So we're going to be sending guys. It's going to be fascinating to see like how we can counteract that. Cause they'll, they're going to, they're going to attack the aggressive nature of the defense. And they're probably going to try some, a lot of the same stuff. They're going to try to like if Robbie or Sandry are covering these slot receivers oh. or the running back, I mean, it's going to be more of the same. So, uh, it, of course, on the flip side of it, Sac State also should have showed our guys like you got to. This isn't some of these things aren't working. Like you got to do stuff better. So presumably, we should not get as fooled as much too, because I don't think on the Grizz side, it's not a lack of talent. Like we've had years in the past where it's like. You know, Bo Tully is doing his best. <laughs> <laughs> Brad and I joked about Bo here, right? Like, wow. This is the, the, like, it's 2012, right? Like, this is all we got. This is the best we're going to do. Like, just hope and pray. And North Dakota is going to pass for a million yards on us, but it is what it is, right? They broke I, records on I, us. I think, I think that's where, like, our real snark started. Like, <laughs> snark over text messaging was yeah. that. <laughs> but so it's like, I don't feel like it's like oh you know like Sandry's doing his best like these guys are good like they're they're not bad football players or just not guys that are just just hanging on for dear life so um, it's going to be being able to build off what kicked our ass this last week so what do you think what do you think if they play defense similar to Gregoric did against um, Dakota Prukop a couple years ago. Where they basically said, we are going to take away your ability to be mobile and keep you in the pocket. Beat us. Yeah. He's a better passer than Dakota Prukop ever was. Yeah. I mean, that would be my first reaction, too. I feel like that's like, I mean, not to this level, but I feel like that's like uh, sort of doing that to like Vernon Adams in a way. Yeah. Well, see, but I don't think he's Vernon Adams. No, I don't either. That's That's why I don't think it's on that level. But like, it is sort of like daring the same thing. People take away your athleticism and your ability to... But for Make some plays guys, for down. some guys, passing out, passing when you're when you're rolling out and you're on the run, is a lot different than passing from in the pocket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I think like when you scout a quarterback, you scout them in a clean pocket because that's what you're expecting. If mm-hmm. if they can't do that, then. But I think this guy can do that though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I haven't seen enough film, so I, I I'm just asking the question. Yeah, I haven't seen enough either, honestly. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a game. And I think, I mean, it's like, I, we'll see. This is the big test. Is this, is this um, 2016 again where we're 5-1 and one and then we get tested with a loss and we fall apart? Or is this, are we going to make this our own? Is this 2011? Is this 2008? Is this, you know, who the fuck cares? It's 2019. Like, we're going to, we're going to rebound. This isn't a must win, right? Like, you could lose this game. Still bounce back, get on a run and go, and we'd be in good shape. But you got some tall orders. You got to beat Weber and you got to beat the Cats. Yeah, it really puts you in a bind. If, if you don't, bind. Win it, I, I mean, I guess I don't think Weber or losing to Eastern. I don't think losing to Eastern would be considered a good loss. Yeah, especially and at that home hurt. and with them being unranked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know they're the also getting votes right now, right? But it's still, um, yeah. But then if Weber keeps winning and you beat them, then at some point in the season. If That's you're Montana, when it comes down to playoffs, you did beat two top ten teams. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, at that point, presumably the Cats will be 
somewhere in that range right. as well too. So if you close out with two wins, so this this isn't a do or die back against the wall type of game, but it but. If but we're sitting, is, if we're sitting here talking like a seed and a week off, this, this is, is a do or this yeah. is, you got to. And win I will this game. say, from the mentality for the team, like for them to believe, like yeah, we've taken a step forward. We're not who we were last year or in the Stid era. I do think this is a do or die game because I think that if they don't win it, then it's the same position we've been in for the last four years of big pressure at the end of the season to win everything to make the playoffs. Mike, please don't talk about last year or the last four years. Please don't. Please don't. We're moving forward. <laughs> moving forward. We don't, right. we don't talk about last year. Let's, uh, let's. We don't talk about last year. <laughs> let's pick this week's games. We'll do the Grizz up. last. Um, can you annotate for me, please? Uh, well, I always can. <laughs> Luke loses them anyways. Does it even matter? Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay. Um. Let's skip that top game, the early game, and go Sacramento State goes to Cal Poly. Sac State. Agree. Sac State. Yeah, Sac. I'll go with Sac. Idaho State goes to Cedar City to play Southern Utah. Idaho State. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah, I'll go same. (laughs) Ooh, had to think about it. Interesting one here. So this this is maybe the first like are they for real test. Portland State goes to NAU. I'm picking NAU. I I don't think Portland State's for real. Yeah, I'm saying I'm gonna go NAU. Granted, NAU's defense is terrible. Bad. Terrible. Case Cook has like broke some records this week, right? Yeah. I can't. Remember I really think touchdown, touchdown passes. I think it was. Case Cook should apply for a medical red shirt and grad transfer here. <laughs> Second pot I've mentioned that <laughs> in a row. Yeah. Uh, I'm Portland State or NAU. Well, you know it's weird because it's October and Jerome Sowers isn't there, so they're not going to melt down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the classic like maybe NAU is. Oh wait, no, yeah, they yep, lost. Yep, yeah, no, it's October. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go NAU this week. Yeah, I don't trust Portland State at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, can we disagree at least once? Give it time. Weber State goes to Davis. Right now, Davis is favored in this game. I've been saying for a while that Weber is very susceptible to. They've been giving up points yeah. in, in the conference. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they, they they rushed for a ton and they've been scoring some points, but I don't know. I mean, Weber's going to slip up at some point, and I think it might be this week. I think Davis is going to get him. You're picking Davis. I'm picking Davis. I'm going Weber. I just I don't know. They they win ugly, but they win. But they win. I'm going uh, Davis. I think this game is like an opportunity for them to get back, get their season back. Yep. Yeah. I'm going with Weber, mostly just to be disagree. And <laughs> I just, yeah, like Brent said, they win ugly, but they win. But they win. They win games. I mean, yeah. it's still a notch in the win column. Yeah, yeah indeed. Okay, uh, early game, Montana State Bobcats go to North Dakota. And are currently two and a half point underdogs. So, I I was talking earlier about Montana State's remaining season, and before the Grizz game, there are two games that they have any remote chance of losing, and that'd be at Davis and at North Dakota. And North Dakota's so Jekyll and Hyde, and obviously, I mean, North Dakota's picked to win. I think it's better for our season though if the Cats win, and. I, 
I think they're going to pull it off. I think the Cats are going to beat North Dakota. Would I be shocked if they don't? No, but I think the Cats will do it. Man. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go North Dakota. I... No, no, no. No, I'm going to go Cats. I just think about that. North Dakota, Eastern, like Eastern, put it, kick the shit, like beat them good on the ground, force turnovers. Cats do that well. I'll go Cats. Did did North Dakota beat Davis? Yes. Okay. And then lost to Eastern and barely beat Pauly. What the hell is wrong with them? It's the big sky, man. They lost to Eastern right before, and then they, they lost to Idaho State really badly. After they beat Davis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Because nothing makes sense. I'll go North Dakota. I'm going the Cats. All, All right. right. A lot of division. Then we got one more game. Grizz, are we going to pick that at the end or we want to get her done, Mike? No, let's, let's get this done. Let's get her done. What's your pick, Mike? <laughs> I think that the Grizz are going to rise to the challenge and do it. Um. Because I think they're better than they were last year. I really believe that. Yeah. And I think that they know what this means to their season. So I'm going to pick the Grizz. Um, but if they don't beat Eastern, I think it's going to be a real interesting rest of the year. Because if they can't beat Eastern, I don't think they're going to win out. Yeah. That's a good point. So, the you know, there's the one party that really wants to see what E-Grizz looks like after a loss to Eastern. <laughs> right, Brad. I'm sorry. What's egress? <laughs> what is an egress? Um, I wrote the scouting report last night, and I told myself Eastern was going to win. And I watched stuff all day. Like I just paid attention to some things today, and I feel like I should pick Eastern Washington. But then I don't know. Um, Lt. Or Larry. Like I. I mean, he made some good points. And outside of last year, which was just, I mean, a little bit of a just a tough year in terms of bouncing back from rough losses, I think this coaching staff believes in this team. And I think even with, presumably we don't have Dalton, but even with a hobbled Dalton or a Cam Humphrey, I think they're going to have a game plan in place to get this done. Um, in Washington Grizzly. These Grizz play better in Washington Grizzly than um, prior Coach Grizz do. Um, I'm going to pick Montana. I think it's going to be tight. I, Yeah, I'm going to pick Montana. I, I feel like, I don't know, yeah. I'm not obviously fully sold on that, but I don't know. I heard enough out of Bobby today, and I, there's just, I like, I'm, I'm warming up to it. I feel like we're going to get it. I think the crowd's going to be ready. I think the weather is going to be like a type – If it's going to be 40 and rainy. Um, that could be a tougher game for Eastern Washington if you're spreading that ball around, maybe. Um, and, yeah, I trust the staff is going to be able to build these guys back up. They've got they've got the leadership. They've got the skill. Um, and I, I do believe in Cam Humber. I, I think he's a guy that can do enough, make some plays, get the ball deep. I mean, right, if you throw – seven or eight jump balls to Sammy outside of that Sac State game. He's going to catch five or six of them, right? Or that cat game last year, he caught all of them. Fuck. Mm -hmm. So it's like just just build a game plan to keep it simple, which I think they'll do. It's going to be tight. It's going to come down to the wire. But I, I, I like what the staff will be able to do. So, Grizz. I think uh, 
Bobby Houck really hates his rivals, and I think Fair. he very <laughs> much views Eastern Washington as a rival, and he'll get his team to respond. And this game indicates, aside from a uh, flood of boosters forcing Kent Haslam to make the decision, <laughs> why Bobby Houck is our head coach now. Um, he solidifies exactly that reason this Saturday, and I think the Grizz win. We've we've seen Andrew Schmidt talk about this on Twitter occasionally, where you know they the reason why the Grizz bring out the black pirate flag, which they don't do anymore, <clears throat> that we've seen yet. Yeah, okay. fair. Good oh, point. Are, are, Good is, point. Are you saying it's coming back? Black flag game. You think it's a black flag. Black game? flag game. If there was going to be a black flag game, oh, I would say yeah. that this would be a black flag this game. Would be a black flag game. Yeah. Whether they do that or not is a completely different story. That being said, I think this is a black flag game. And I just really, really don't want to hear it from my boss next week because he's an <laughs> Eastern guy. Oh, yeah. So, actually, I'll be gone next week, so it doesn't matter. So, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think the Grizz win this, but I think it'll be a more lopsided than we think. Really? So you're thinking kind of like Eastern from like four or five years ago where they came into Washington. Surprised him with Gustafson? Yeah. Put it to him by like 20 or something? I think we take it by two scores. Interesting. I heard enough about two scores last week. There's like this guy like Egris on Twitter. Good heart, but everything he was replying was Grizz by two scores, Grizz by two scores. He's like trying to will that Sac State win into a two-score win. I like the effort. Say two and a half, Brad. Don't jinx it. All right. 17 points. So we'll give it a solid 15. <laughs> Take it. We are at the point in the pod where we are going to answer some uh, listener questions, oh, yeah, which get better every week. So oh, I'm going to, I've got yeah. the egress thread up. We get them you from get lots of different okay, places. Okay, I'll get the Twitter one up. Okay. Um, but we'll start here with uh, with some of these egress questions. <laughs> uh, some of them, of course, are not appropriate. We're not going to uh, <laughs> put them online. Are um, about the lawsuit? Thanks, thanks no. for stifling the First Amendment. Uh, th- this, this, this... <laughs> This podcast is not about your First Amendment rights. <laughs> um, first reasonable question. Um, is Luke as insufferable in person as he sounds on the pod? Yes. Moving on. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> no, Luke's great. Up there in Shelby with Yoko. Um, what happened to the realtors section on Sex Dungeons in Missoula? This is a good question, Brent. I have not checked this egress thread recently. Yeah, well, I showed a house with a bomb shelter last week. We talked about the bomb shelter. We did, but um, it was definitely not a sex dungeon. You know, uh, yeah. yet we'll see. Yet we will let you know if we find a sex dungeon in Missoula in real estate. Don't worry. Um, what do we know about Cam Humphrey? Can he do what we're all hoping he can do? We kind of touched on this. Yeah. Um, I think Cam. I like I said. I think Cam throws a better ball. Yeah. We'll see. I agree. I agree. You, right. you guys saw him a lot in fall camp. Yeah. We, we weren't allowed. We're, we're just merely... You were allowed, actually. We were allowed? Camp pra- practices were open. Oh, I take that back. My bad. We're just hardworking men that can't get away from the office. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, um, somebody posed a great question to Brent that I'm going to make him answer. <laughs> Is this this you have to pick one option. Fuck, the Grizz it. win a national championship in the next five years... You don't get to go any games, but you get to watch all of the games on Pluto TV. <laughs> or so you don't see them. The Grizz make the playoffs three of the next five years, 
and never even make it to the semis, but you get to go to all the games home and away, and your season ticks and travel are paid for. After the five-year period is over, you can do whatever you want. Now, there was a follow-up to that as well. Are you adding in the follow-up points? No. With option two, where you don't get the first, so for where the Grizz win a national championship in one of the next five years, you also don't get a tailgate, and the Grizz are still good four of the five years, but aren't in the national, but you know, not in the national championship level. Uh, no other national championship appearances, and then the one where they're pretty good but don't even make to the semis. Uh, one of the years includes a, perf- a historic performance by a Peyton Award-winning QB who shatters FCS records. Oh my god! <laughs> what a conundrum! I would go. God damn it! This is actually a pretty easy answer. Well, yeah, no, you guys all answer too. I know. Football's supposed to be fun. I, I mean, to, uh, what's the joy in your team winning a national championship if you can't have fun? I watched on Pluto TV, man. <laughs> also, I don't want to buy a new TV every week. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Oh, God. Another national title would be great, though. You know what? I watched. Wait, it's win the national title or just go to? Win. Win. Oh, but you don't get a, but but you you have to watch, watch it. it. On Pluto. That game's on ESPN, though. Pluto doesn't have Then you don't to do get that. to watch it. Oh, well, you're oh, well, fuck that then. It's two, yeah. All right. So, oh, so if like there's a superseded broadcast. I guess. I mean, we're making we're our We're getting very soon. technical here. Um, okay. On a serious note, what happened to Nelson and Nagler as they played and even started some last year? They may be some help getting a fresh body, especially QV. Are they injured? I don't know, but we got better guys. I was going to say, I think that... Nelson and Nagler were a D end and a... Well, a receiver and an H tight end. I think Nagler played two weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He did. I just think that there's more of a rotation, and nobody is an all-star in that unit yet, and it's just a matter of the guys who they think should be playing are the guys playing. I mean, it's right now it's Patrick O'Connell and Ryder Rice. Man, that's amazing that uh, um, Nagler has not become a superstar. I thought when he committed here, he was destined for, like... A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's just an athlete, and you can mm-hmm. put so much weight on him. And No. I, I don't know. What year is thought he? thought you could do a lot. Uh, he's a junior. Junior, I think. No, no, no. Sophomore, sophomore. So but, so, but he also, that Idaho game that um, you guys went to, um, what, late in the season, um, season-ending injury that, that he wasn't even, like, ready when fall camp started. Yeah, so oh, good okay. point. Maybe a little point. bit of a lost year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he'll, he'll he, there's plenty of time for him to break out. Absolutely, yeah. All right, over unders. Eastern Washington has 600 yards of total offense this weekend. Under, way under, over. All right, over. Wow, <laughs> I'm going under 600. Chicken line. Did you watch right. the watch the past events? Over under. Grizz have 600 yards of total offense this weekend. Jesus, under, <laughs> under, under, under. All right. I don't know why I'm picking them to win. Dante Olson has 12 tackles. The stats are being made at Montana, so over. <laughs> I'd say under. I mean, I get there's the story that it's home cooking when it's when it's in the stadium, but um, they're going to pass a ton, right? So, and uh, yeah, I'd say under. I'll bet he's got like nine or ten. Hot take: Robbie Houck has more tackles than Dante Olson. Oh, they're passing a lot. That's not a hot take. That's like a marginally. Whatever. Realistic. Whatever. All right. I'm just bucking the trend here, man. Um, so Humphrey throws that. two <laughs> interceptions. I'm going to say even. I think that's a realistic possibility Push. for a guy making his first start. 
Under. All right. I'm going to say he throws one. Under. All right. I like it. Does he throw any? Yes. Yeah. Grizz rush for 120 yards. Over. Over, 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 over. All right. Uh, Eags quarterback throws for four touchdowns. Well, if he's going to throw over 600 yards, I guess I better say over. (laughs) (laughs) I admire your consistency. I need to like (laughs) No, he doesn't. People are like, the fuck? Push. Over. All right. Finally, Sammy Akem, two drops. Under. Under. Absolutely Uh, under. He's going to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, under. Brad? Even. Ooh. Ooh. Hater. Wow. If the weather's going to be terrible, it's possible. Brad, why do you hate the Grizz? Sorry, it's my brown and gold glasses. <laughs> um, Pierre Delecto asks, <laughs> with Sneed injured, what tight end is our starting quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Does McKenna Simmons have any eligibility left? Oh, man. <laughs> to be fair, hey, we McKenna have Simmons beaten a ranked team. 1-0 against ranked teams in Washington Grizzly. I so. just can't for the life of me believe that Pierre Delecto. McKenna Simmons for a while held the record for touchdown passes by a Grizzly quarterback in a game. And in that game last year or the year before, whatever it was, looked like I could play better QB. Like how do you how that, do you have those extremes? That, that was the day your boy got ejected. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes indeed. Tournament. I remember. Oh yeah. I I do remember. I wish I still had that picture. I bet Bridge has it. Um someone has it because <laughs> The Montana Mint guy went, uh, Bear Tycoon went to uh, Ask Media Day him about and it. showed it to him. No way. <laughs> oh, my God. What was the answer? Oh, what they, happened? The, he said that any of you guys really loved it because they they enjoyed like the atmosphere of playing in Montana and like that Montana had these fans that cared. So that enough time had passed because it was two years later that they laughed. But, oh, um, God. That was like one of my favorite Mike Nugent pictures on earth. Oh, who, who is who is the guy that did that? Um, uh, Montana Mint Bear Tycoons is his screen name. I love him. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good. That's dude. amazing. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he's a good dude. Um, um, so this is a good one for you guys to kind of think about in terms of second string Grizz QBs who replaced an injured starter. Historically, who did the best job rising to the occasion and putting this team on their backs? Dave Dickinson. Absolutely. I mean, I hope that the person who asked this question, um, their screen name on Egris is Big Grizz 93. So I'm kind of thinking that, I mean, because that happened in 93. But yeah, Dave Dickinson came in and reported an injured guy. What was his name? Um, Burt Wilberger? Yeah. And and the rest is history. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be him. It has to be. has to be. I mean, it's either him or Brandon Neal. Oh, Brandon (laughs) Neal. What could have been? This was before my time. I know. Because you're thinking, Brandon Neal, what could have been in a different way. I'm just thinking, I was like, you know, that's when Wyoming was like really good at football. (laughs) John Edwards has to be second, right? Well, I mean, he almost won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting killed. I was going to say, like, that's another one. And he looked like trash that first half. If they would have had five more minutes, they would have won that game. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe more as like a long-term thing, but did Cole Burquist replace Jason Washington because he was hurt? Yeah, but, sure. I mean, Dude, but was Cole Burquist a product of the talent around him? Yes. In 2005? Ever. Not in 2005. <laughs> we had this Uh-oh. debate a couple weeks ago. We were ranking kind of where Grizz QBs are in history. And I I mean, I, I really enjoyed the Cole Burquist era. Sure. But I, I think he was a product of how talented those teams were around him. He was him. wildly successful, but 
I mean, he had the best offensive lines maybe in the history of the team. He had Chase Reynolds. Chase Reynolds. So, he had receivers who Lex were. But I want to go back to something you just said. You know, you talk about John Edwards coming in in that national championship game, and we all default to Super Dave on this question because Super Dave came in and turned this great career. But I mean, like, if you think about just like the moment and the impact. I mean, if John Edwards wins that national championship, I mean, it's probably him. Because if the argument is that yep, Dave too. came in yeah. the next, you know, and started the string and they won a national championship, well, John Edwards is the other QB that won a national championship, so it's similar things. Uh, the other thing is that uh, Dave Dickinson, they won games because of Dave Dickinson. We did not win games because of John Edwards, no, but, generally. But the question, but success-wise. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like who had the better career. It was what second-string Grizz QB who replaced an injured starter historically did the best job rising to the occasion of putting the team on their backs. John Edwards. I mean, it... You can make an argument. But did he put their team on their back on his back? Well, but you just said it. It's like they were they were losing badly when he came in. Sure, but they. I don't know that he threw the ball that well. If you remember, it was raining a lot. Yeah. Um, I do think he hit some passes, but I think they ran the ball. They ran the ball tremendously well. that yep. second half. Yep. So we're not allowed to give love to Justin Roper. I see in the question. Uh, <laughs> we we agree, Big Grizz ninety three. We agree. <laughs> Overthroper. Who else? Overthrow. We take those guys out. That's I mean, one of our. I best think Brandon Neal names. Um, I thought I thought Brandon Neal was always very good. I like Brandon Neal. You know, if you want to go with a different kind of angle, uh, Kyle Sampson running the freaking option against Idaho for just like the unexpectedness. And we, we the Grizz needed that win. Like they were hurting. And if they were going to lose to Idaho, they would have been in bad shape. So like you're not going to bring up Gresh Jensen? It's an interesting question. Is that like a... <laughs> I mean, I guess they didn't like get to the postseason no, or beat the Cats. I'm not but... going to because... In the same, I mean, you know, you could say, yeah, he went on to become a freshman All American, and all those things happened. But from the standpoint of like, I would argue all those guys when they were in their initial game coming out, because at some point Gresh became the starter, not the backup, right? right? You know, right, you don't right, give right. him the whole season, so it's like we all talked about it. Like Gresh had a great first half against Eastern Washington, and then it fell apart in the second half. Right. I don't know. Who else backup QB? Shea Smithwick Han one game North Dakota. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Was yeah. he in there that Idaho State game too, where they scored like seventy-five? I don't know. Uh-huh. Remember that? That was like well, that 20, was that 2012 game. 2012 was just a shit show of the season. So, yeah, was yeah, he had to be because McKinney, then, I think, was benched by then. Was benched by then? But the Smith McCann so. uh, North Dakota game that that was the one like the next year, yep. where it was 2013 or 14, where like Jordy got hurt and Shea came in and like. Stormed him back. Right, right. Won the game. Yeah, but the, the obvious answer is Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, another Egris submitted question here. Uh, Bobby Houck doesn't pay attention to passing stats. They are empty calories, quote unquote. Several Egris posters are obsessed with passing defenses or the lack thereof. Would Mike grow a pair and explain why Bobby is wrong about considering passing yards as empty calories and expound on Egris is justifiably concerned with pass defense? Go ahead, Mike. Um, I will say that I don't think pass defense alone is an indicator of a good defense because I think points scored matters more than anything else. And if you give up big chunks but you stop them from scoring and then you buckle down in the red zone, I think you're still a good defense. That's what 2004 did. Yeah. But but I will say it's like the, the flip side of that is if your concern is that Today's empty calories become tomorrow's, you know, fat. This weekend against SAC, we saw what happens when receivers won free and clear. You know, 
if they get to the end zone, it fucking destroys you. Yeah. So I think there's truth to both sides of that argument. So yep. we're in agreement that Bobby needs to pay attention to the Saber metrics then. Yep. Sure. 100%. Yes. Moneyball. Are you applying for the analytics job on the Goose Football staff? <laughs> Is there one now? I told you I can't use Excel. So we're we're going to need to create it, apparently. Just, just talk to Logan. Just see what we can do. That's what I do now. That's what Ooh. I do. Well. Master of Excel. Yeah. Enjoy to the dark side here. <laughs> I went from letters to numbers, Brad. Congratulations. So here's an interesting one. Why do we start games so slowly, seemingly always playing from behind? You want the unpopular opinion? Yeah. Dalton's needs start slow. I don't think that's... Well, I mean, that might be unpopular, but it's completely accurate. It's common knowledge. I mean, we had a lot of games with missed throws early, and then he sinks in, and we're fine. I don't even think it's start slow is the right word. I think he starts too amped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he's like that quarterback that has to get hit like once or twice before he's like in the game. And this is not new to Grizz QBs. Andrew Sell was the same way. When Sell really... Because... Oh, was it Justin Roper, wasn't it? In, in 2009, they're rotating him because Sell could not settle down in the first quarter. And then he then he finally would and got us on the run that we got on. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, outside of that, I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer. I mean, I think that, that there used to be this conversation on stick coach teams, which we don't talk about anymore. Um, but you are. That they just, their first drive was always about seeing what the other defense was doing. Yeah. And I actually think that's true for a lot of offensive coordinators. Like you go out there with your kind of basic package and or some things that you think are going to work against them, but you kind of see how they're going to line up and test them out. And, and honestly, there's been a lot of first drives where we, we got some first downs that just stalled out. So I just think it's fluky more than anything else. I agree. Do, do the Grizz script? Yes. First 20 to 25 plays? They My do. understanding is they do. They, do. they, they script. Maybe, I don't know if it's maybe 20 that's to 25. Not, but maybe that's yeah. part of the reason. Maybe they don't script very well. Well, they scored on the script with Jerry Louis McGee. and That's that, true. That didn't fucking work. I don't know. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Rosie's making all the right calls this year. They did so I would have last, to think his script. They did against Sacramento State last year, too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Didn't we have those crazy big runs? Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the first game Salser played and yeah. had a gigantic, and then Steed had two big touchdown runs. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Last question from Egris before we go to some of our other Twitter uh, yeah. fans here. Where was Solser playing at Sac State? <laughs> um, our understanding was he didn't make the trip. Presumably that's because he was injured. They don't talk about injuries, but I'd be shocked if Solser was in any sort of trouble. So. That, that's that's the chatter. Yeah, yeah. we're not sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Grizz Fan Pod, we tweeted this out, and we had a lot of replies. So. Uh, I had to take a quick uh, uh, detour through this, so I don't think we've got a lot of overlap here. So, uh, Jonathan Claxton asks us: Did the bye week come at a uh, wait? Did the bye week come at a good time for Eastern? Obviously, it didn't work out for the Grizz this past Saturday. Side note: This game is one we would lose each of the last three years in our annual second half drop off. Is this the year we turn it around? So, I mean, more than quite like so. Our bye week kind of bit us in the ass. Like, we came out kind of flat. Um, is this good for Eastern, though, coming out of theirs? And can we reverse the trend? I mean, on the one side, Eastern's some of their fans are reporting they're as healthy as they, they could be. Mm-hmm. So that would seem good. But, man, I hope they come out flat like we did. Shit, that'd be great. <laughs> what do you guys think coming off the bye for Eastern? Well, I picked the Grizz to win, so. Fair. <laughs> yes. And there's a difference coming out of bye week and playing Sacramento State versus whoever Eastern played out of their bye week, probably. Well, so, we are who they're we playing out of their bye week. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah. So you're saying we're not as good as Sacramento State? 
Obviously. Where did you get that idea? <laughs> what, yeah, what do you basically get? What do you mean? The last hour and a half of this conversation. <laughs> I think it's called the scoreboard. <laughs> what was the other question, part of that question? Uh, just is this the time that we turn it around? So basically, uh, so Jonathan was asking about, because up until this year we've had, well, I guess the sack game is another one, but we drop off in the second half. Right? I think it is. I really, I mean, I really don't think that from what we've seen of this team this year, that those guys are going to let that happen again. Yeah, I agree. We beat ourselves all the time last year. We're not doing that this year. Yep. We don't do that that much. I mean, we, yeah. 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 We also don't talk about last year. Oh, my God, Kyle. Kyle. Cardinal rule. Okay, uh, Claudia Howard asks us, um, <laughs> we got you two guys here. Brad, here's a good question for you. Uh, What's the issue with streaming TV uh, issues? Is it the school's equipment or is it Pluto? Claudia watched all the basketball games last year and did not experience any issues that we had on Saturday night. I think we had multiple questions of like, can I actually believe that Sacramento in Northern California did not have internet either? (laughs) Brad, go. Here's what's funny, actually. So the company I work for owns a lot of businesses in California. Apparently, California is experiencing this thing where they're having rolling blackouts throughout the state. Mm -hmm. It's true, yeah. That said, I don't think that's a problem here, but that's one weird thing happening in California. Obviously, your you know, network equipment on the far end could be a problem. Your near-end equipment could be a problem. I saw the Kibbe Dome had internet issues, too. Well, the, the Big Sky Commissioner, I believe, was at this game, and he actually tweeted that out. Like, yeah. He's like, they lost power in the press box, but they're figuring it out. I just think it speaks. You to wouldn't more. think the press box power would affect like TV production, though. Well, I guess the 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 Pluto feed was even worse than the TV feed. Like it was dropping at times where the TV. But feed we can also like. say that Pluto sucks. <laughs> but if you watch other stuff on Pluto, it's fine. Depends. So is depends, it depends. is it Pluto sucks, or is who it, watches other stuff on, hold on. Pluto? Is it Me. Pluto sucks? Oh. Or is it that the schools <laughs> don't have the their shit together to do productions? There's a lot of poor schools in the big sky. Like, dirt farmer poor. <laughs> Pluto has a channel of girls like running around in the beach in bikinis. Yeah, sexist. Kyle, what do you think about that? Oh, uh, when the wind stops blowing, the TV doesn't work. <laughs> so you have uh, renewable energy, and then when the wind doesn't blow, uh, the, it just... No Stop. electricity, then there's no, then there's no TV. So, so I think can't, can't I, argue with science. I yeah. will say that um, <laughs> I like this new commissioner from the interactions we've had with oh, him. Tom's a good dude, yeah. And I think that he sees this, and my hope is that the Big Sky Conference figures this out. And yeah, my hope is that's a combination of a contract with the ESPN Plus and a requirement to the schools like look the Missouri Valley has this is so your many baseline games on ESPN exactly Plus. Yep. like this is your baseline those you... are student run yeah. productions and like you say the universe the big side has dirt poor schools but Sacramento State's not one of them uh UC it, Davis is not Davis one of them Portland, is. Portland isn't Paul is not. Is Portland? I've heard. Oh, Portland. Portland's athletic Portland. department is dirt poor. Yeah, there you go. The school probably isn't. So, like, there should be able to do this, right? There's journalism programs in a lot of these schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's they should a, be able to do these. That's things. what's amazing. Is like, why are the, those the basketball? Like, if you watch a Grizz basketball game, that's a student-run yeah. production. And they do a good job. They do a good yeah. job. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't this is like. That's like your hands-on, like that's your internship, exactly. Intern training. I mean, right. If you right. want to go into te- television production, I mean, like, what better clips could you possibly have than like 
I produced a football game. Yeah. You know, watch it. You know? Or don't. I, so I guess my we thought even is... even had instant replay. Watch it yeah, on Pluto. Like, there's no reason... There's no reason that the Big Side Conference can't mandate and say, you need to have this level of camera and you need to have this level of feed leaving your institution. Yes. We don't care who you have produce it as long as they meet the baselines. Has a, have a standard graphics package so it's not just shit game to game. But it's like if they want to have students do play-by-play, play play, fine. Also, where is Learfield in all this? They're not. Learfield out is of only in right? the out-of-conference games. So that's why, like, huh. the Grizz... Aren't they largely I, I just, but my, I guess my question is, like, they, yeah, yeah, they supply all this equipment, right, to mm-hmm. these schools that they but are... But not some every school. Them, not all the schools. They're like Montana, Montana State, Idaho... Eastern, but are they are they? Uh, uh, I don't know. What's that gigantic talent agency that that ING. is their rival? Yeah, they're merged. Are they? They're they're they. Merged. Oh, they those two yeah. merged. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can we throw Learfield into a volcano though? Get rid of that big screen inside the Adam Center. Yeah, that'd be a shame. Do you like your big TV? It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, following up on that, we had a question from uh, Day Day Martin over here asking, "What was worse?" The Sac State broadcast or last year's Western Illinois broadcast? So that's the counterpoint because it's like that was on ESPN Plus. That was the picture was fine. The announcer the picture was fine. Terrible. The announcers were terrible. I would still I would still take that over almost anything that some of these places that Cal Poly one from last year takes the cake where right? we watched like, it through the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. We fantastic. watched the Western one from Katie O'Keefe, so like I couldn't really hear the guys. So so it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. usually there. The right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Day Day also followed up. Uh, do you really buy the uh, Big Sky Conference excuse of an internet outage? So we kind of got yeah. So he's saying like you're close to North. It's a Silicon Valley, but I think we kind of covered that. So okay. Other questions. We had quite a few. Scrolling. Scrolling. Uh, scrolling. One there was uh, Johnny Metropolis said was yeah. last week's game do more to scheme or coaching or player effort or, and execution. Yes. Yeah. All of the above. Everything can be true. Yeah, I, I Check. think that D, yeah. all of the above. <laughs> everything that went wrong could go wrong. And everything that could go right went right for a sack. We've mm-hmm. kind of talked about that, but it was maybe kind of that perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. And they also exposed some things that we got to work on. Yep. Uh, Jamie Robinson was asking us about the penalties. Uh, so she says, uh, Do you think we deserve them? Do we have a target on our back because we're Montana? Uh, was it just a bad day, and we're better than that, or were we exposed as being like a weak, like penalty yards being a weakness? And we talked about this before. the The two hundred nine or whatever two hundred number they posted was incorrect, but still it was over hundred yards in penalties. We had a lot of pass interferences. We had a lot of holdings. We had one personal foul, if I remember correctly. And the other thing, and I tweeted about this, we had administrative penalties and. I, I got a he didn't reply, but I got a like from Andrew Schmidt because he tweets about this. Nothing drives this staff more crazy than substitution and administrative penalties. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like the coaches are always like, you know, you can make a mistake during a play, like stuff happens, but like the yeah, coaches say that be, about passing interference. Yeah, it's like shit happens. Like, yeah, like the coaches need to be ready. And we had a couple delay games on uh what, an extra point? We had a delay a game on an extra point. Where we didn't have a guy on the field. I mean, oh my god. Um, so I think I think it. I think it's. I don't think you can really be like the refs weren't like, oh, it's Montana. Like here we go, and we're we are in full swing of Big Sky Conference play, and Big Sky refs are a doozy. You know, um, could, could we, have been the proximity to the Oakland Raiders too. <laughs> you know, uh, we had a early holding on. 
who was it, Mike? Osmo? Yep. Which was a fucking ridiculous. One game. hand hits the guy in the middle of the chest, flag flies. Yeah. yeah. We had a bad I mean, pass interference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Robbie, yeah. I, there's no but way I mean, it meets the definition of pass interference. There's just yeah. no way. But that's not like a grizz thing. That's just right. a big sky conference. It's funny because Coach Houck opened QB Club by saying, I've been told I can't talk about the refs because I don't want to get in trouble. Even like, at QB Club, you can't talk about it. I think the concern is that if you make any public comment and it gets out, you could lose a game. Like, let's not be vain what Lane Kiffin Did Lane Kiffin get fined, though? Lane Kiffin got 5000 bucks. 5000 bucks. shit. That was a yeah. great meme, too. <laughs> what did he do? I didn't see he, he had the refs with... Uh, the refs had sunglasses on, and he had, they had service dogs on the field. <laughs> so Lane Kiffin Lane. is quietly great at Twitter sometimes. He's good at Twitter. He's um, not good at football. It's different. Not good at but so anyway, to Houck's credit, he wouldn't bite. I tried <laughs> no, to get him to open up about the, he was like, no the Samori, and he's like, I can't yeah. <laughs> it's like, all wow. right. Okay, Uh, Chris Hammond smiled about it. Chris Hammond, Tubbs of the Club, was asking, "Are we excited to see Humphreys, or are we more nervous?" My answer is both. I mean, I'm excited to see Humphreys because we need to know what he's going to be next year. He's probably our starter next year. Yep, yep. Um, But would I rather have our starter this year playing in this game? Yeah, yeah. Hot take: Jacob Eason is our starter next year. Who? Same. Transfer from Washington. Oh, whoa. Maybe. But I'm excited to see Cam Humphreys. Maybe with Cam Humphrey, like some of like the the Brett Rippon magic kind of rubbed off on him I mean, or something. Oh, I said the wrong name. I said the wrong. I, I meant Jacob start. Sermon. Jacob Sermon. Sermon. I was like, yeah. Is that, Eason. Is that Sermon, Sermon related to the Sermon? This is his here? cousin. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Uh, Size a senior this year, right? He is. Oh, that'd be a bummer. His brother is on the recruiting radar, though. He's got a younger brother that's... Uh, I don't know if he has an offer, but he's on the radar. He's got a cousin, too, right? Who's yeah. like works in the athletic department or something? Yeah. Uh, sister. sister. Oh, sister. Yeah. Sister. Yeah. Sister. All right, that fam saw the grizz. Nice, nice. All right, uh, our guy Brad. Not not this Brad. Cooler Brad. That guy's probably funnier than I am. Yeah. He looks funnier. <laughs> he's uh, nicer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Would we beat Sac State if we played him again this year? I don't know if we beat them, but we give them a better game. Because I just don't, some of the things that happen this game aren't happening. Like, are they going to get a another fumble for gain? Multiple one hand catches? Are they going to catch us on wheel routes? Are they going to get interceptions bouncing off bouncing the turf? Off the hand. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. It is. Yeah. History would say we we would we that Sam Houston game we mentioned. Yep. And then there was that Weber game in Weber. Uh, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember uh, North Dakota State, you know. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. What? Uh, when we beat them, then they beat us. That was Bob Stitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't oh, talk about this year. We don't. <laughs> Brad. Uh, so this one was interesting to me is um, our buddy Montana Parlay <laughs> talked about gambling online in the Big Sky Conference. The Grizz are nine-point favorites. <laughs> is that not the most insane thing you've ever seen or the second most insane thing? Uh, they were a seven and a half point favorite against Idaho State, and I thought that was the surest money that I could make. I just couldn't find anywhere to bet on it. Uh-huh. So I think this is almost as insane as that. Nine point favorite. Nine points is nuts. A nine points is a ton, yeah. and especially I mean, like even if Snead was healthy, I would be hesitant to go, take yeah. nine points. Like right, doesn't isn't kind of the rule of thumb like the home team usually gets like a three? Yeah. So it's like. Wow. I saw this. I was listening to uh, Pardon My Take today, as I always do. And there was a stat line out for Ohio State and Rutgers where <laughs> Ohio State is a 50 point favorite oh and the over under is 53. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously? 
That was last week. That actually makes sense. So um, one quick follow-up to the streaming question. I mean, uh, John Harrington on on Twitter said, Grizz Game streaming is a mess. We already talked about that. It's either gated behind a bloated DirecTV subscription or a junk feed on Pluto TV. Let's stream big. What's the best case scenario for a future uh, streaming or or TV deal? I guess. ESPN3. ESPN3. Yeah. So I think ESPN3 is the best streaming deal. But here, you want to know what my best case is? Southern Utah and Idaho State has been picked up by FS1 Ooh, for wow. some weird reason. FS1 evidently has time to fill. <laughs> what? I don't know. Southern Utah football. So my best case I mean, scenario is that, like in the middle of is that we end up Saturday. with two TV channels picking a game of the week. FS1 and Root. So two Big Sky Conference games are on every week. Because I guarantee you the Grizz would be one of those almost every week. Yeah. That would be mine. But that being said, maybe more realistically, since, you know, even though that's dreaming big, um, <coughs> ESPN3, ESPN Plus, I guess, is definitely yeah. what it's called. FS1 would be interesting, though. I mean, because that's like, that's like, and they have an FS2. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's widely found. I, I mean, know. you could find it enough that if you wanted to, you could, you could find it. Gus Johnson. Oh, <laughs> my God. Speak, okay. don't, don't say Side it. Gus Johnson. My heart can't take it. When, when Boomer Schooner fell oh, over. So good. The roll. And, and, and it's like, it, it, did you see this? I saw it. I didn't did hear, you hear the Gus, no. So Gus Johnson was calling the game. So they show it. As he like, is with every exciting moment. In so it's like it crashes and there's like a long like five, six second pause. And they show it on replay. And it's like once it's clear that like there was a guy and a girl in the schooner and like they're okay. And Gus is like, look at her roll. She rolls to perfection. She hits the ground. <laughs> Great role. She knows what to do. They teach you that in jujitsu. <laughs> teach you that in jujitsu. Is is Gus Johnson the best college football play by play? I he's think it's really criminal sad. that Gus Johnson isn't more prominently used. I think I'm, I'm baffled by the people who don't like him. Like he gets too we, excited. It's like, what? Wh- why do I've you heard, care? Yeah. Don't you get too excited to your game? I, mean, I think that the answer... You don't want Joe like, Buck? Nobody... Yeah, right? See, well, there you go. That's another thing. It's like, I don't hate Joe Buck as much as a lot of people do. I just think that there's never going to be a national announcer that is universally liked. It's well, just, no. yeah. No, it's true. And I also think it's criminal that ESPN moved Joe Tess from college football to pro. Because pro, he's... Not a Joe Tess guy. He seems sad doing the NFL. Well, it's because the he's NFL a booger is McFarlane. boring. Well, yeah, that would make Booger. No, no. I mean, NFL boring. broadcasts are... Boring. Boring. Like, if I didn't have the Red Zone channel, I don't know what my NFL consumption would be like. The funny thing, like, Tony Romo's gotten a lot more boring this year. I wonder if he has pushback against teams who are like, stop telling people what we're what doing. What we're doing. Like, we're not going to talk to you in meetings. Yeah, he sounds more like Troy Aikman this year. Huh. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Drunk? Through. <laughs> Wow! This is this is we're not used to this. Threw the ball ten yards. Good play. Uh, Okay, so um, Eric asks us. We're not answering any questions about uniforms. Side note: We're yeah, but Johnny, we're not getting you. Claudia, we answered you. Adam, how bad is Snead's injury, dude? If we knew, we would we would tell you. We probably would Um, actually. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, we we like our access. This is the fan podcast, not the media (laughs) podcast. So Eric asks if there is one song that defines Washington Grizzly Stadium. Is it Cotton Eye Joe, or do you have different? Choices. Good question. We are starting with Brad because Brad and I share thoughts on Cotton Eye Joe. I, I have this rule. Cotton Eye Joe's and like... 
people in my section know that I have this rule, and they do it and piss me off anyways. You don't play Cotton Eye Joe too early in the game. Mm-mm, you just don't fair. do it. You it's play like, it in the second quarter. It's the dagger song. Yeah, it's, it's when the, the it's the dagger yes, song. It is. Yes. Game's when, over. Cotton like last year, they played it in the first quarter once. I don't <laughs> they think. played it in the first. They did it this year. Yeah. Yes, like that's like reason enough to it's go like, up to wherever the music's controlled and start water waterboarding. That is a fourth quarter. That is a fourth quarter song all the time. That being said, it is a lot of fun, even though that song is ridiculous. I will sit in my seat with arms crossed if they play it too early in the game. So here's another one for you. Wave on offense. So Stop it. My son, as you all know, I mean, he he did the intro this week. He yes. always does. Um, he loves Grizzly sports. Yeah. And, you know, he, I think we've talked about it, he reenacts the games in our living room. <laughs> um, he's getting ready for basketball season. He actually wanted to watch the Grizz Eastern Washington Championship basketball game nice uh sunday morning so i came home from my my long walk and he was watching that which was great he has done this thing for the last year or so where he likes to do the introductions so he'll tell us like i'm gonna come out and be nau first don't cheer then i'm gonna come out and be the grizz cheer you know and they'll get mad if we don't cheer he has now started singing the song he knows like where did you bring him out bring him out bring him out Oh, it's hard to yell with a barrel in your mouth. Exactly. So the second <laughs> second stanza, he just kind of goes, uh, you know, he doesn't know the words. And it's like, I'm glad you don't fucking know the words because that song's fucking terrible. I mean, I think, say it's, about T.I. I think it's time to it's get Jay-Z rid of that song. Point, I mean, the second... It's a T.I. song. Oh, my God. The damn verse is about Jay-Z. a gun in their mouth. God, I can't wait for him to start walking around the house singing American Badass. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done American Badass also, in years. No. Monty doesn't do that anymore. I don't think no, so. he did do it, but it's just so. Lo- I noticed it was not. It's dumb. They don't pump it out like they used to. It's v- it was very quiet. Yeah. And the Monty entrance isn't that exciting anymore. I just think that some of that is just. Yeah. I, I mean, we need new. We need new blood. We need new songs. We need some new know. ones. I was just gonna say, like, do we just take Monty for granted? Like, I. I think. It, it, the thing with Monty, like we're digressing a bit here, but like you take kids to a game, like you get the Monty thing. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like you don't have kids. It's like, I remember when Monty was winning the mascot of the year stuff and it was like, this is so fucking dumb. Who cares? Although I will tell you, I'm glad Moe's gone and I'm Mo's glad that terrible. fucking blow up Rocky is gone. <laughs> I miss, uh, in our section, we used to pass Monty. Uh-huh. We'd chant past the Monty yeah, and he yeah. would, he would come up and we would do that. And that was exciting. I was a kid, but mm-hmm. it was still pretty exciting. I would do it now. I would still take part in that because you're a fan now. Yeah, I'm a fan now. I think that it's just every Monty's different. It's I will subjective. say, I actually so, think that the stadium music has gotten better the last few years. It's gotten better, yeah. So, Kyle, if as a journal, when as a journalist, if it was past the Monty, would you just cross your arms and let him fall on the ground? Be like, I cannot engage. Yeah, I have to. Can't, can't <laughs> journalistic show integrity. Yeah, can't show favoritism. <laughs> or would you be like, you know what? We're gonna need to pass. Um, what's the Bobcats? We have to pass Champ. Too. Champ, get Champ up here. Yeah, get him up here right away. Same time. Same time. I want Monty's ass in one hand, and I want Champ's yeah. in the other. Only a couple of animal asses <laughs> in my hand. Um, what would what song would you say defines? I don't know. I mean, really, bring them out's like kind of the longest, like outside of the fight song, right? Um, kind what of raise a little hell. Raise a little hell. It's funny. So years ago. When I was uh, when I did a little KBGA DJing, I should get a copy of this. We uh, created a Razel Hell Cotton Eye Joe mashup, oh. <laughs> and this is like 
2 a.m. Maybe intoxicated on the radio with a box, like audio box with all the sound effects. And we, we had we had the full version of Cotton Eye Joe and Raise a Little Hell. We just had the beginning, you know, the ba-dum, and then Raise a Little Hell, Raise a Little Hell. And that was it. Like, we didn't have the whole song. That's great. <laughs> so what we do is we just like hit play on Cotton Eye Joe and let it go. And then we drop in like all the time. And then we had the Vox up. So we're doing like, like birds screeching and horses and cannon shots and glass breaking. We're just like, bam, 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 bam. But I don't really associate that. I don't know. Like that, that's a, that's a tough song. I, I, I wish we'd play jump around. Just like we steal it from Wisconsin and play jump. That's, jump no, around's fun. Excited. You can't not get excited with jump around. Jump around's a fun song. Or like some other songs like, uh, I don't know, just some more upbeat like stuff, like similar to jump around. I we, mean, it's we can't play neck like LSU does. I don't think neck. that would go. Very we can't play well. the Chattanooga Choo Choo song anymore. <laughs> that was so much fun at uh, when we would host like this the the, the semifinal games here, and we would win, and then they would play that song. The Chattanooga, or the yeah, or the. I mean, whenever we'd find those goofy ass little songs with the uh, if you're gonna play in Texas, yeah. you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Oh, I like, love all that. that stuff. I mean, it was yeah, stupid, I love it right? When, but I love it when the DJ kind of trolls the other team. Yes, like, I, yeah, I, I'm into great. that. Yeah, and I mean, Inner Sandman, Virginia oh. Tech. Like, what, oh my god! Actually, what about right? the Cheers video with the, with oh, the yeah. pencil? No, that's oh, yeah. stupid. That's terrible. Like that? no, no, that's, that. that's terrible. If, that's it, so if the oh. dubbing was in line with, yeah, the it never has been good. Yeah, yeah, he's never tapping the pencil, good. and it's like taps pencil, lifts it up, thump. Yeah, uh, one of bad. the best, one of the best songs out there though is after West Virginia wins a game, they do the. Uh, they do, they do uh, what is it? High or Rocky Mountain High? No, they do Mountain Home, West Virginia. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a great song to when West Virginia wins. But it's yeah, but not. You can't do it here. Montana, Take Me Home, Montana Road. I don't know. Is that going to work? No, it wouldn't work. I'm just saying <laughs> that's a great song for that appropriate venue. It fits. So we need some more Montana-based music. Justin Timberlake has a Montana song. <laughs> that's dangerous because you remember when they, they had the Mission Mountain Wood Band on top of the press box? Oh, for so bad. What? So never remember. Bad. Don't you don't, remember this? It, it was, was probably two They were playing? They were yes, like on top. top of the... Boxes. I thought I was in Bozeman during that time. When you was were. that? Oh, man, I feel like you still would have Less been. than 10 years ago. I don't know. But, yeah. and I mean, they were mic'd so up, and they were on there. It was like, like literally on top of so the we score touchdown. That roof is not trustworthy. No. no. Nothing yeah. about that. So, 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 so like, the, the side where the, it was right above me, so the, where the tunnel where the Grizz come out, that roof on that side. So uh, the south side It'd be of next the press the, box. And I think they actually have – like a, some sort of thing up there now. But yeah, they'd score a touchdown. We do the fight song. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Mission Mountain would bang. They'd be like, bah, 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 bah. it was. Wow, I know. It was weird. It's. Wow. And nothing against them. The Mission just, Mountain Wood Band is perfectly fine. They're, they're but just not for college. It, it was just not like a football thing. I think what they did just. It, was it a year or two? It wasn't long. It, it was. I don't even think it was. It was like a few games in one season. Whatever it was, <laughs> at least we don't have like, uh, fuck pullet. the the Bobcats on. Remember the Bobcats had that song with the the cup. They tried yellow to turn cup. the red the oh, yellow yeah. cup into the their own. Yeah, that's oh, bad. God, you know. So the one like I think, um, and we don't do it anymore. Although we did it the last game, but like free fallen for the skydivers, like that's like kind of like a throwback kind of song. And I still remember. Um, I want to say it was. 
it was maybe the 2008 season or there was one where it was like skydivers were coming in like they cut the song and the whole stadium was singing it like oh. that that kind of stuff it's like it's just so damn fun like yeah. just that kind of engagement with the crowd they pulled yeah. out friends in low places oh that would be great they played it at one of the games recently i uh, you know what probably happened garth brooks probably heard it said stop playing my stuff not even apple has that oh it's on that's amazon. true it's on Amazon? Yeah. Or, uh, I think it's only Amazon at Walmart. Specifically. They'll drop a little bit of Neil Diamond in there every now and then. Yeah, overdone. Thunderstruck, ACDC. Oh, well, as a Yankee Lovish. fan, as a Yankee fan, it's overdone. Oh, we sing it in every Yankee song anyway. Boy. Am I wrong? So, am I wrong? Are we going to send this segment to the, the Red Sox are to the athletic department? <laughs> are we going to do that? This, sure. Just this segment? Just well, we know some it? of them listen. We'll tag Bryn. Yeah. yeah. We're, no, we we're good it. friends. Friends of the pod, as it were. Hashtag friends of the pod. Uh, I don't know, Mike. What else? Uh, the only other two questions, kind of just uh, both Adam and Scott were just kind of generally asking how a team can be so unprepared or unenthusiastic or whatever coming off a bye. Looked like a bobstit. But I think, you know, I think one thing, and I feel like there was a comment somewhere, and I can't remember where I'd heard it, but it was just like when you're on fire and you're playing good football, you don't want to stop. And. Maybe that bye week just killed some momentum. Yeah, I think it's all part of the learning curve. I mean, I, we got to remember this team is actually still pretty damn young. Well, that's the thing. It's like you, you, you look across the line. We've got a lot of situations where you still don't have a whole bunch of seniors, right? Especially defensively and on the O-line. Um, what, O-line, we got Sermon and Angel. But Angel didn't play. Mm-hmm. So it was just like uh, I think you had a lot of situations that, again – you kind of learn, but yeah. I think that's the most of the Twitter questions. I think some of the tubs and the clubs guys were uh, like retweeting some stuff to just be assholes, you know? So um, Brian asked me something. Is losing to Sac State like having the nicest guy in town you always wished the best steal your girlfriend? So like the guy's like, that's a good dude. That's a good dude. And then he steals your girl. Is that what this loss feels like? <laughs> I feel that way if it was Southern Utah, maybe. <laughs> no, but you don't really like respect Southern Utah, though. Do you respect, respect Sac? State either. I guess I respect this version of Sac, but yeah, no, not well, we have not, to. Not yeah. generally, no, no. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. I wonder who that team would be. <laughs> Who's Mr. Steal Your Girl? I don't know. I'm still googling. Uh, there's like very. Is it Mr. Sawyer or Chris Brown? There's very That's few teams. There's right? very few teams in the Big Sky that I actually respect. Jesse's girl. They could sing that. They could play that. <laughs> You're going back to that. I'm going back. Hey. You know, people would sing to that. I'm just. I, I googled like stadium sports songs. I found a couple of lists, but Billboard has a paywall, so they've got a list of a hundred. But I'm not a member, so can't read that. Who's a member of Billboard? Kyle. Um, <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae no, Jepsen. Made the fuck this list. No, get no, the fuck out no. of here. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, mm. shake it off. I wouldn't mind shake it off. <laughs> Just drop some tea swizzle on them. Yeah. I don't Hell's know. Bells, Andrew Sandman, which uh, former Grizz beat writer Amy Just hates. She tweets about it often. And it's only because it's nothing about the song. It's because her rival in college played it. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. I just thought it was one Kansas of those. State Kansas State's big. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You know, Troy Tulowitzki had this theory a long time ago when he was with the Rockies that he always made his walk-up songs songs that like kids would like because it got more like engagement and interaction. 
And so Troy Tulowitzki would come walking up to We're like, not playing Baby Shark. He would come um, walking up to like Shark, party in the USA. What about Journeys? Don't stop believing. Obviously, I mean, some of the, there's a difference People between like that. pump up and like time out. Get people. They'd be singing. really good at a night game because everyone's hammered. Yeah. <laughs> what about living on a prayer? Everybody sings. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be, be one. Good. That'd be one. Shout. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Caroline's on this fucking list. There you go. Um, this list was made by white people. <laughs> <laughs> was this the New York Yankees? Lose yourself. <laughs> was this the jump New- around? There you go, number three. The New York Yankees playlist. Right no, here? this is not. <laughs> who let the dogs out? Crazy train. I. But you know who let the dogs in some of these songs? <laughs> let the dogs out. Remember they they, they, they did still play it. Would there be a fumble and then and the, the whole stadium was trying to like bark with the dogs yeah. and nobody was on oh, time? It was so bad. They still pull that out once in a while. <laughs> um, crazy train. Like there are oh, riffs in some of these songs that really do get people going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that being a DJ in a stadium would actually be hard. Because well, the tough thing is everybody like, thinks they know it. Well, the tough thing Plus is like demographics. Do you, do you think? Do you well, think that's the, that's the thing? It's like do you think the guys on the team like if they're gonna drop crazy train out there, the guys on the team would be like, "This is something my dad likes." But that's yeah. the fuck. The, somebody from Grizz Athletics talked about this. I don't know if it was Grizz Fan Advisory Board or what. Where it's like they talk. It's like they've got all these different demographics at Grizz games, yeah. and they're trying to get students excited. So there's one level there, but then they've got all these season ticket holders who have a different, and it's like. They can't win, basically. You know, you know what we don't hear is in, uh, that Phil Collins song. <laughs> in the air, what is that song? There's like the with bum, the drums. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah, yeah but, that's all he's talking about. It's like a major, like a yep. major song. I think, we, I've never I heard think that. The Washington problem might Stadium. be that it takes too long to get to that point. Oh yeah, yeah. So they might lose. But frankly, that's one where they could start it just far enough to get people realizing yeah. it. Because you hear it, you know it. Yep, mm-hmm. you definitely know it. I don't. know. I'd like to hear we that. We will rock you. That's it. But see Meek Mill as a version. See, like, this is a great yeah. thing about this era. <laughs> but you know what? The stadium would go crazy if this started. They'd like, go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd all be... You heard that? Because everyone knows it right from that... Well, that synthesizer or whatever that thing is. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Turn me up, girls. So, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> there's not censoring things appropriately. <laughs> I enjoy rap music. Uh, um, but so I was like, we're going to approach copyright issues here. So, but that'd be, a, there's an edited version of that. In song. the air, I mean. But I mean, that'd be fun. That Imagine a night game where like it's competitive and like we just drop Phil Collins. It doesn't have to be. Scored a defensive touchdown or something that put us up by 10. People go nuts. Yeah. No, they would. I. It's interesting. I think we should have more night games is what I'm saying. I do too. I actually, when the schedule came out, I was really hoping Eastern Washington would be a night game. Instead, it's at fucking noon. Noon. These noon games have to go. Root sports. terrible. And there's not even a Mariners game it's running up against. Right. (laughs) Um, So last question we've heard bouncing around, and I think we're probably at a good spot to wrap, honestly. Yeah. Um, Speaking of night games and stuff like that, I've heard more than one person from not even just this fan base from the cats and a few others and Eastern actually I've, on Twitter. I've seen a cat fan and an Eastern fan bring up, well, Choate said it in his press conference today, how much he hates the late starts on the West coast 
and that he thinks that all Big Sky games should start between noon and 2 p.m. So Jeff Choate hates Pac-12 after dark. Yep. Get a life Choate. So my question to you is, like, people talked about how the the Grizz didn't seem as up for it. Do you think that was because it was a night game instead of a day game? We kicked the crap out of Monmouth and they were pretty good. But we were home. So... I think it's mm. different. I think you're in, you wake up in a hotel room. You have nothing to do. You sit. You got to sit there and wait. I think being on the road for a night game. I think it's tougher. It's tougher, for sure. Because you you got to sit there and. But just go to the stadium. Yeah, I know, I'm just asking. Like, just go to the stadium and mess around. Like, play some baseball with pylons, like the Houston Texans did. Yeah, there you go. It's a good. You know, have some fun. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really hard to think that it's like. Tough. Guys that like train this much, it's like, oh, it's a night game. I'm all screwed up. I can't. Yeah. Play uh, Joe Glenn, I remember him saying this when he was here that he hated night games on the road. Oh, for that's because he's old though. He's, he's got, a, <laughs> got a bedtime. He's got dinner. Is, you know, I'm just different. throwing it out there. Like, I am in bed by 8 p.m. Get his yeah. warm milk. This right. is terrible. Yeah. All right. Mother hey, brings me a glass of milk at 8 p.m. I got nothing for you guys. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else about the game or anything else you want to talk about? Nothing important. No. Brad, any Wyoming updates for us? You know, we're having a we're having the bowl bowl this weekend. The what? The bowl the bowl bowl. Bowl bowl. Josh Allen versus Carson Wentz. Oh, oh wow. So, oh bowl. Carson Wentz is definitely better than Josh Allen. Much better. Disagree. Okay. What? what? You can't honestly. Carson feel Wentz that. was an MVP candidate. Like if he didn't get injured. Yeah. He's perpetually injured. It's the ginger in him. He also threw like 35 touchdowns in a season. I think I saw that Josh Allen, of his 15 touchdown passes in the NFL, 10 of them have come against the Miami Dolphins. Nice. So if he doesn't play the Miami Dolphins, he, he did sucks. try to throw a ball. Although out he does of have the, the Bills 5 and 1. Yeah, Who saw that coming? With like 90 year old Frank Gore, too. <laughs> oh, love Frank Gore. There you go. Uh, Kyle, um, how bad do you not like, or how do you feel watching Coach O and LSU just kick ass, knowing that USC shouldn't have let him go? Uh, it's awful. It haunts me. Honestly, <laughs> I was gonna say, it, is it? although they're like, I, I I hate it, but I also uh, am so happy for Coach O that he's in Louisiana because there's this there's this great story about how uh, him pulling like a worm out of his mouth telling the story about how his like grandpa used to do this to, like his grandpa have to, his his grandpa used to have to go fishing to feed their family because they were so poor and uh the fish responded to warm worms better so he kept the worms in his mouth oh my god and he was telling oh, coach o was telling lsu this story it goes it's something like this as he was telling the story he pulled a worm out of his mouth and the players lost their minds <laughs> Coach oh O, like he doesn't, he could not be anywhere but Louisiana. I was going to say, he, I will say he fits LSU in yeah. my mind better than USC. Oh, yeah. But it also is amazing. Like you look back on what USC's trajectory might be if they had, I mean, because he had a winning record as an interim coach and the yeah. players clearly responded to him. Yeah. And they've done shit since then. Well, they won a Rose Bowl, but. I mean, but yeah. let's. Yeah, yeah. They have not been consistent, yeah. yes. But Rose yeah. Bowls don't mean anything. But anymore. also, congrats to USC head coach Urban Meyer, so. No, PJ Fleck. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Or Lane Kiffin. Well, no, Lane Kiffin's doing okay. Oh, no, we tried that. He got fired <laughs> on a tarmac. Yeah. He's done for. Not Lane Kiffin, I'm sorry. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, sorry. Oh. OC, well, for, on us. OC for 10 days, <laughs> yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. PJ Fleck. Interesting. That's an PJ Fleck. All right. Okay. You know, so we did have one other Twitter question about from Jared Keane about Grizz basketball. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I got it in my notes. Um, 
scrimmage tomorrow. We are sitting on a what? solid two and a half hours. A scrimmage so tomorrow. Fuck this. Six thirty p.m. Grizz basketball tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow six thirty p.m. It's a maroon and silver scrimmage, yep. right? Lady girls are at five thirty. Men are at six thirty. I believe ish. Ish. Okay. Weber's picked to win the conference, aren't they? No, well, the Grizz are picked by the media. So Grizz are picked and by and the Eastern's media. Picked by Eastern the is picked by the coaches. And Grizz are two. And the funny thing is, is the this is not my observation. This comes from uh, somebody else from Coulter. But uh, the four teams with new coaches by the coaches are picked the four last places <laughs> in the conference. So no respect I, I'm really for excited guys. for this season. I think they're going to struggle early, but I think they're going to be good. I, they're very versatile. Uh, and next year, I'm very excited because they get some transfers who are going to make a huge difference. Like mm-hmm. next year, they could be as good as they were last year. They're going to be really good. Good to hear. Jordan Gregory back as a um, grad, assistant. grad assistant. Oh, wow. Um, it feels like there'll be a drop-off this year, right? Yeah, I don't Just, think they'll be as good. I mean, Timmy Falls is out for a while. Yeah. So we're going to have a true freshman as our starting point guard. Vasquez. But People I mean, excited. But Vasquez is damn good. Like yeah. That was like a steal. But just the youth. It'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, so you, whose team is this this year? Saeed. Saeed. It's Saeed's team, right? Well, it's got to be. Yeah. Because who's your starting five? Vasquez. Timmy. Uh, yeah, Vasquez and then Timmy when he comes back. Saeed is like, right? Gosh, I don't even know. Where the hell's Timmy? Broke his hand. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've been reading. James is going to be so disappointed. <laughs> That's right. It's James's guy. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know who. I don't know who you start. Because you. You just have. You lost so much from last year. Do lost we have, five guys from last year. Do we have the big guy from that was the Washington transfer? No, he, Dorsey. He, he's gone. No, he's he gone. Left. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Which surprised me a little bit. I thought that he he could apply for another year. And get he, it. he didn't want. He just was ready to be done with college well, basketball. And then it was so weird because it was like we had transfers that were like here and then gone and then this guy's in and he's gone. I think this some of those guys here, that gone left, though, back. it's like they, they realized they weren't going to play at their positions. Mm. You know, like you kind of saw the writing on the wall. My, like from talking to people too, though, it sounds like a lot of guys, it's like you came in and it was like you you ran through a week or two of practice with the cure and you realized – Oh, you're not. It's you realize it's like like he's a, yeah. It's like this is a different level, and this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And it's July, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited for this year and and like the next like two or three years. I think they're, I think they're going to go to a level that we always that we kind of expected. What about the Lady Grizz, Mike? Um, <laughs> the only thing I know about the Lady Grizz is that Ryan and Coulter talked about them on their show. Uh, last week, and evidently, everybody who was an All Big Sky selection has graduated. So it's just like a blank slate. Well, we got one. We got one. Uh, one of the guy, one of the ladies on the first team. I can't remember who it was. So yeah, I just know that they're still if, a team. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. They play basketball. I just hope that. All their knees stay intact this year. God, you talk about flukes and that needs to regress back to the mean. Like, that is crazy. That's I hope you're wild. right. Pray. Pray That's for a great him. way to wrap this yeah. up. I hope their knees stay intact. Let's I like, think that would be a win over the last couple of years. I would, like, I would like nothing better than for Shannon Kate to put together a season. Like, I would love to see that. Light a candle for those Lady Grizz knees. Yeah. Say your prayers. All right. You guys, anything else? 
Brent, anything from you? Good. Hey, Brad, Kyle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I, yeah thanks I, for I, having I, us I, on. I hope that people will uh, will listen all the way to the end here. New record. We'll put you to sleep tomorrow night. <laughs> We've been impatiently waiting for this opportunity. So. <laughs> oh, hey, we haven't recorded this whole thing. No, oh, I'm shit. just kidding. <laughs> Should we do it again? Let's go again. All right, sounds do good. It live. Brent, anything else from you? Good. Go Final Grizz. Notes. All right. Um, if we know you, we'll talk to you soon. If not, we'll see you next week. Go Grizz. Fight on.